calling Dr. Howard. Howard 100. Hey now, I'm having a uh, conversation with myself. Hey now, yes. Hey now. Oh, uh, yeah. Where do you begin? I, I tell you, I've had it. I've had it. I uh, don't know why I've had it, but I've had it. I think it's enough. Whee! You know what I'm saying? I, I've had enough. What does it mean you've had enough? You've had enough uh, with, with, with everything. <laughs> the show, everything. I mean, it's just... Oh. Yeah, it's enough. It's enough. All right, so this is the day you're announcing... That's right. The show's okay. over. I'm done. <laughs> I Really, I've had it. All right. You know, I had a good run. You know, I um, I wake up on, uh, you know, we didn't work yesterday, so today is like Monday. Uh, but President's Day must have taken a lot out of me because I woke up going, <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> you know, I just you're, uh, you're really celebrating um, President's Day. Huh? Well, you know what? It, it's just dealing with everything in life. It's just so much. Are you tired of dealing with life? Is that what it is? Like, no, no, I love life. No, I, I, I love life. I okay. love learning new things. In fact, I'm on fire because I have so many regrets, like the Billy Joel song. I, I really do. I wish I, I'm hung up on the idea that when I was younger, I should have fallen in love with learning. I, I could have done my life very differently. I could have uh, done a lot of things that I didn't do. And because I had time, I had a lot of time. You know, when you're young, you don't think about the end. You think your life's going to go on forever. And you've got all this time, which is the greatest gift of all, time. Time to develop your brain, time to read, time to embrace whatever's out there in the world. And I don't know how you convey this to kids out there, because your regret, at least mine is, why didn't I seize the moment? And I have theories as to why I didn't seize the moment. I think I was depressed. I think I was uh, not encouraged by anyone. I didn't have a mentor. You know, I could give you my list of woes. But at so the end of the day. it's all somebody else's fault, it sounds like. Like somebody didn't support uh, yeah. you. Somebody yeah. didn't uh, it's do not, something it, for you. Yes. It's not It's not all somebody else's. Because that sounds like only so much whining. But. You know, and I think about all the time I wasted, you know, even like jerking off. Like, I mean, I put so that's what I put my energy into jerking off, smoking weed, uh, kind of avoiding even school and schoolwork. I, I, I sedating myself, quaaludes or whatever the drug was. You know what I mean? It's like wasted time wasted time wasted time i mean i could have been well, learning well, a language the only i could have problem though is howard you can't get that time back so, i can't get it back robin so when you spend time regretting it yeah that's more wasting time exactly now i'm wasting time regretting the time i wasted <laughs> i'm spending endless hours thinking about it you're exactly right so i'm had it that's it <laughs> And then I find everything oh annoying. God. Like, I, I, I just got a pile of mail. Ronnie's right. I don't get my mail all at once. I mean, uh -huh. I, I don't get it every day. It comes like once a week. Yeah. It's complicated. <laughs> you know, but I get my mail and it's a big pile of mail that I have to sit and open and read through it and more wasted time. It's all nonsense. <laughs> Does it, it's not going to get me anywhere, you know? 
even I made a, a couple of charitable donations at the end of the year. And now they send you letters thanking you. 57 letters I'm opening. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stop it. I, I, I don't need I to be thanked. I think of all the money they're spending getting that thank you to you. You know, use that money. I woke up this morning. I had 50. I'm not exaggerating. 50 emails of I've recorded you. And the other one was, and you didn't pay your bill. And oh. I've recorded you means they somehow saw me jerking off and they recorded it. And now they're going to release <laughs> it unless I send them. I think it's, I think they want, what the hell did the guy say? It's the same what email every want? day. He wants like, was it unreasonable considering Howard, they have usually, tape of me jerking? Yeah. It's usually, I get these all the time. It's usually like some bizarre figure, like $1,298. Yeah. It was a little about, it was, uh, my, yeah, it, it was like $1,100, but, but, and some sense that they've somehow figured I owe them because they're going to release my video of me jerking off. And I go, you know, if they really had video of me jerking off, they'd get a lot more money because I don't want somebody seeing me jerking you off. You don't want, you don't want to be Drake. You don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I had a dick like that. Oh, my cock is so minuscule. I remember the first time I went to my psychiatrist. This is many, many years ago, and I had never been to one. I really didn't understand the process. I wasn't sure it was going to even help me. He sat me down and he said, well, tell me some stuff about you. You know, tell me about yourself. And, and I went, oh, I guess this is where you open up. And I go, I have a small penis. First thing right out of my mouth. And he looked at me like, you are in the right place. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> the first thing is you have a small penis. Right. Yeah. That's your yeah. biggest concern. Yeah, and then we never brought it up again. It was I was I realized. Oh, I said, oh, I must have shared too much. <laughs> In fact, I was insulted when I got the email. A video of Howard Stern jerking off is only eleven hundred bucks. I mean, boy, my stardom has really shrunk. But I tell you, I've had it, had enough. I I I used to get those kind of. Porn solicitations because some yeah. they used to go by, I think you're what they projected your income to be. And I if see. you well, had a high income, they would send you male things, you know. So I used to get girls inviting me to call them and have a sexy conversation and all of that stuff. It doesn't happen anymore because I guess they can tell I'm a female. And so yeah. I don't get, uh, we saw you jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to see anyway. <laughs> you know, uh, anyway, I, you know. Well, if it's true what you're saying, they must think I'm, they must have confused me with JD if they're only charging 1100 bucks. <laughs> uh, believe me, uh, a, a video of you jerking off would be worth millions, Robin, uh, at least to me. <laughs> I'd like to see it. Uh, I do want to mention a couple of things going on in the world. I won't dwell on them. This Russian guy who just died is, I, I don't know how to say his name exactly. Alexei, uh, Navalny? Alexei Navalny. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, Dude is in Russia. He opposes, uh, the, uh, the Vladimir Putin guy. And because he had the nerve to disagree, um, they, the Vladimir Putin had him killed. Not well, only he's was been he locked in, up a long time and he was supposed to serve a 16 year sen sentence for being opposed yeah. to Vladimir Putin. But I guess that wasn't enough. Russia's the worst. Putin's the worst. 
Uh, I know there's a whole bunch of you assholes out there who are thinking we need a dictator. Well, this is the reality of what happens if you get what you wish for. Uh, you know, Trump has often said, I, I would love to uh, get rid and what of all a, of my... What a guy who wants to be a dictator might say about this is that I'm suffering the same kind of persecution. That Which is what he said. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, the guy was poisoned. Uh, the the Russian uh, official newspaper said they didn't know what he died of, but you can be sure it's acute Putinitis. You know, the guy had the nerve to apologize. You know, it reminds me, I've said this story on the air that, you know, Trump was very angry with me when he was running the first time for president that he had won the nomination. And he called me up and he solicited, uh, you know, we were always friendly. And he said, I'd like you to speak for me at the Republican convention. And and I politely said, you know, listen, we disagree politically. Uh, I'm, I'm going to vote for Hillary. I think it would be disingenuous to get up and uh, do such a thing. And I remember, you know, that was it. That's the last I ever heard from him. Hung up the phone rather upset with me. And I thought to myself, well, really? I mean, you really expect everyone to agree with you politically? I'm not saying that would end a friendship. In other words, that's really what Putin does. He's like, I expect you to agree with me. And if you don't, I'm going to kill you. I mean, it's such an absurd notion now in this era of advanced science 2024 we got ai mind-blowing what's happening with medical uh, uh, advancements scientific advancements our society is so sophisticated in many ways and yet in so many ways we're still cavemen it's like well yeah i just disagree with you it doesn't mean i hate you it doesn't mean i'm your enemy it means i think we should take a different approach so beautiful in a way and only uh, an only extreme narcissist would say, really, you disagree? I, I want to kill you. This is Putin. I'm going to kill this guy who wants to be the president of Russia because he thinks they should go in a different direction. The whole thing is so absurd. This is what's going on in China. This is what's going on in North Korea. And, um, you know, we got a situation in the Ukraine where Putin's just killing people. I, I mean, how can we not support these guys? Uh, it's just awful. Uh, here, here again, there's a guy on the internet, just to show you how many people want a dictator, uh, a guy named Michael Shore from the Young Turks spoke with, uh, various supporters of Donald's and, 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 and it sounds like they absolutely hate three things, freedom, democracy, and America. Yeah. I, I love America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just bizarro. Work. You know, I'll what believe what Donald's. Worked? What? what happened to America, love it or leave it? Those were the same people who used to say that. I just wish they'd all go live with Putin. You know, I believe what Donald Trump says. And, you know, if he says it, then I'll go with it. And if he wants to be a dictator, then so be it. He'll, he's the president of the United States of America and he would be my president. The media has been freaking out because Donald Trump, he said that he's going to be a dictator. I love that. You know, I want a president who's going to go in there. And he's going to fix this situation. A lot of these people need to be fired and replaced with loyalists like me. We want Christian elected officials. We don't believe in the separation of church and state. We're not going to be tolerant of sin. We're not going to be tolerant of the woke agenda of the radical left. And Donald Trump will be the 47th president of the United States. I would like to see Trump get into office and eliminate the presidency. Simple as that. There shouldn't even be a president. Well, he's running for the presidency. Doubt 
doubtful he'll eliminate the presidency, right? I hope he does, because the government's bad, man. <laughs> there's a certain family and there's a certain higher-ups that control our country. Is there anything Donald Trump could do to lose your vote? No. No. Absolutely not. Sadly, there's a huge uh, faction in the United States that sounds identical to ISIS, which says uh, we want a religious country. We will kill women, children, anybody who is not uh, on our side. That is what's going on. We have no on. tolerance for, and that's what the guy said. We don't tolerate yeah. people who don't un- believe the way we believe. Yeah, it's weird to me. I don't understand why people would want to have their own freedom taken away. But Well, they think it's going to be good for them. They think it's going to be our club. And, you know, we'll get the yay or nay on who gets to come in and who doesn't. And the moment they upset Trump, they will be like everybody else who upsets Trump. They don't understand that part. Tomorrow I'm going to... uh Going down to Miami again, I'm going to interview John Cena. I love this guy, John Cena. I know, the WWE wrestler who became an actor. Uh, interesting guy. I, I was excited when he uh, said he wanted to come on the show because I'm a big fan of his uh, acting work. I love him in Suicide Squad. He's really good. I mean, not not okay. He's really good. He's funny. And, you know, for a guy to come from that world of wrestling, and he's... Um, well, an wrestling interesting... is acting, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, it's surprising that he's that good to me. <laughs> and so I'm anxious to talk to him about sort of his background. And, oh, my God, there's a... He's got a new movie coming out with the Farrelly brothers that's a big deal for him you know the Farrelly brothers now, are the guys good. who that's good yeah they made something about Mary and all that but he yeah. plays peacemaker also in suicide squad uh, he is hey he's terrific i'm telling you i i oh. are you okay no <laughs> obviously not now Rappaport's on the phone he said he's a good actor hey mike you ever work with john cena you were in. Were you in Amy Schumer's uh, movie Trainwreck? I wasn't in Amy Schumer's movie Trainwreck, um, but I like John Cena. I think he's a, a fun actor. I think he's in on the joke of who he is, and I'm sure that the Farrelly brothers and him will be a good uh, a good mix. I am in Amy Schumer's season two of Life and Beth, which is now streaming on Hulu, and I am yeah. actually on the streets of Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, right now, and uh, I was calling because I, Howard, you know, I normally when I call in, you know, I call in, you know, what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Gary. teeth, lips, Gary's teeth, breath, but <laughs> breath. Howard, and 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 I'm only using you, you call it using this phone call because I'm so fucking upset, and I just had another meeting with a family from Long Island. They're from Long Island, from Suffolk County. The son is a lone soldier, grew up in Long Island, and has been held hostage in Gaza since oh. October 7th, this kid, Omir. And, you know, I've been here, and it is so upsetting. It's so frustrating. It's so overwhelming. It's so disturbing. And, I'm, I'm, and that's for me. You know, I'm sitting in front of these two parents. They're Americans. 
and they're so distraught. And this young man who's 21 years old was taken on October 7th. And there's so many people that I've come across since being in Israel the second time. And it, it just, the fact that 40 Americans were killed and that there's six Americans still being held hostage by these fucking animals. And I, you know, I just, I just wanted to just, you know, I didn't want to call in and just talk shit about fucking gorilla lips. I didn't want to call in and just talk shit about any of that stuff. And I know you were talking about it last week and I totally respect the show and I totally respect that essentially this is a comedy show and it's a fun show and we all like talking about mouths and teeth and lips. But I just, I just wanted to just share you what I've been seeing and what I've been going through and like this, the amount of. The, the the heartbreak and despair of just the two the, the the couple that I just met just now that are from New York City they're New Yorkers and it's just they're they've talked to this one and that one and Biden and Blinken and you know this Israeli politician and something needs to happen it's a 137 days and you could cut me off whenever you want Howard because like I said I respect the show and I know the format of the show and all that shit but it just fucking overwhelms me. It breaks my fucking heart, and, and, and I can't imagine what these people are doing every single day, every single minute of the day, worrying about their sons. I met a, a girl last week. She's 20. Her grandfather, Shlomo, was a Holocaust survivor. He is married to his, 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 you know, his wife for 59 years. Their 60th anniversary is in the middle of March. And this 20-year-old girl who didn't speak great English is sharing with me the, the, the despair and the heartbreak. And it just fucking, it just drives me. It's been, it's just, I can't get over the fact well, that this is happening. You've said it. And people you, aren't doing something about it. Right. You've said it all. The world has turned its back once again. And you know why? Plain old same bullshit. It's, it's the same crap over and over again. Where would you see a country invaded like that where Americans are killed and the and countrymen are killed? And of course there's gonna be a violent and and a huge military effort to get their hostages back. And yet there are people who tell me there are people in this country, transgenders for Hamas. I'm like, what the fuck is our world coming to? That Hamas would take transgender you and and string you up. That would be the end of you. It's uh, it's quite a mess. But uh, it's listen, a fucking mess. And, and, it's and, a mess. And, you know, and, and I, I know don't... you don't lead with. It's just the whole thing, Howard. Like you know, the 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 the, 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 the as a Jew, Jews who started thing going well. As a Jew, I can say that this, that, and the third. And I'm like, if you were here on October seventh. These terrorists would treat you as they treated all the other Jews. Exactly as well, a listen, Jew. After 9-11, this country was attacked. And we came up with a military response. It's the same thing over there. It's no different. But, uh, you know. precautions to do the best course. they can. All right. What listen, what you're, you're, anyway. you're over there. I understand what you're saying. And I want to thank you for the call. I think it's an important call. And I think you said it well. Thanks, Mike. All right, I appreciate it. All right, I appreciate you. Uh, what I was getting at is John Cena was in train wreck, and he was quite good. Uh, that was Amy Schumer's movie where he mm -hmm. fucks Amy Sh Schumer. Remember, she's fucking him, and she says, "Talk dirty to me." And John Cena says, 
he starts talking about football or you know like <laughs> athletic stuff <laughs> it's a great scene and i think what happened with him is people started to recognize the guy actually was funny and good yeah in movies yeah and he is he's terrific but he's an interesting guy, but I'll save it for tomorrow because uh, he's done a couple other things in his and life. And you love him so much you're going to meet him in person. I want to meet with him. I want to sit down with him and find out what the fuck's going on with him. So we'll do that tomorrow. I'm just giving you a little promo piece here. John Cena. And you'll be turned on, Robin, because he has the kind of physique, a very masculine physique. <laughs> in fact, you got to go on um, Instagram. I think it's Instagram, but for sure YouTube. And look up John Cena in the gym, you know, doing the, the movements, the squatting, the um, he's not on any roids. He claims he's completely roid free and he's been tested. I was going to say he doesn't look as big to me as some people. He's just cut. Yeah, he's cut. And he you can see him squatting. The guy puts like 400 <sighs> pounds on his back. So I forget what the uh. amount of weight is. It's some ridiculous amount of weight. And I'm amazed that he can get back up after going down in a squat. <laughs> but uh, while I'm down in Miami, I'm going to offer to go to the beach with him and oil him up and maybe uh, get into a thong. Oh, and we'll, not the gym. Yeah. You're going to That's the beach. That's right. We're going to the beach. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, Alex, you're on the air in Illinois. Alex. Hi. Um, I just wanted, I don't want to like bring the vibe down or anything. I was just like reiterating on what Michael was talking about. I'm 29 years old. I'm a waitress in Chicago. I'm moderately liberal, just like you, but I have common sense. Um, it scares me to hear what my coworkers and what my fellow friends my age are talking about, saying how they're refusing to vote for Biden due to the Israeli conflict. They refuse to vote for him. They're Unbelievable. Third, third party. And that's right. how Trump got elected in the first place. Listen, people decided where, that Hillary was. I hear people go, Trump is, I mean, uh, uh, Biden is old. Yeah, he is old. But, but what, I mean, what, what are your choice? So what is the country running well? Yes. I mean, well, yes, they say no. They say no, Howard. Well, with the immigration, the conflict. They, 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 immigration, the, the guy had a bill. They, they, they were going to address whatever everyone's bitching about. And uh, there you go. They kill. Listen, I don't want to get into the weeds with this political stuff. It's very upsetting to me. I don't know what's going on in this country. But uh, when, I, when I come across now, I, I was over a friend's house this weekend. I don't even bring up politics because I'm no, afraid what they're going to say. I don't say anything. I don't talk about it with anybody unless I'm sure that they're like-minded. Uh, but if someone disagrees with me, I don't stop being their friend. Um, I, I, no, that's 100%. the nonsense. And I don't bring this up with anyone either. But when we talk about like people bring it up to me at work and when they talk about the election and they're saying, oh, I refuse to vote for Biden because um, he's supporting Israel. And I say, okay. You refused to vote for Hillary the first time. Look where that got you. And they said they would rather have Trump now than Biden just because of the Israeli conflict. But people don't realize that free Palestine means prevent. But all Palestine is, listen, the poor Palestinians who live there, the Arab countries are huge. There's a tremendous. I mean, that 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 speck of dust that is Israel. It's a little tiny spot. All of those guys could easily live anywhere they want, but the, the other Arab countries won't let them in. Why is that? Why does no one ask that question? Why won't they allow them in? Because they want conflict. They, they, they want to push Israel into the sea. 
Now, you know, I don't agree with that. What can I tell you? It's a, it's the same as not fixing the immigration problem here. Here, yeah. it's politically valuable to both sides. Look, uh, we can get into this all day. I'm not good at politics. I know what I believe. I believe I'm right. I think I've got a lot of common sense, and I think what Biden is doing is proper. That's a and democracy. I think that people are taking very lightly the things that Trump has said about NATO. Yeah, I know oh, they yes. are. Yeah. All right, listen, See, let's not go thing, any yeah. further with this because there are a lot of people listening yeah. to me saying, you know what, you're a fucking asshole, you don't know what you're talking about, and it's the same old, same old. What can I tell you? What I'm seeing yep. going on in this country looks obviously insane, but there are people who believe in this shit, and I don't know what to tell you. What am I going to say about it? Billy, go ahead. You're on the air in Illinois. Yeah, hey, Alan. Hey, now. Um, hey, now. I wanted to hey, quick story. I uh, I got emasculated terribly in front of some hot chicks. Uh, I was on a couple's massage in Italy with my wife. And I'm a big guy, 6'3", you know, pushing 300 pounds. I'm not fat, but I'm right around there, I would say. And uh, so we go into the massage room, and uh, the hot chicks uh, say, hey, put on these little uh, paper underpants. And they're wrapped together like the size of a quarter. And I tell my wife, no freaking way I'm going to fit into these things. She goes, come on. That's what they do in Italy. Please just try to put them on. My wife's petite. She's hot. And I'm like, all right, I'll go with it. I'll be a good sport. I take off the wrapper. And it's, I go, this is never enough. Please just pull it on. Try. So I'm totally nude. I pull this thing on. Barely, barely, barely covering my sack and my wiener and my pubic hair sticking out. And I, my wife immediately starts bursting out laughing. Ah! I go, stop, stop, shut up. A quick knock to the door. Ah! They, two hot chicks with a massage chicks rush in and see me standing there. They burst out laughing. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're stinking. I go, get out, get out. And they slam the door and run out. They're laughing in the hallway. I hear them telling all the other chicks in Italian. I couldn't understand what they were saying. I'm like, honey, come on. So, anyways, my massage was wrecked. I lay down on my stomach with my little wiener. I had to put my boxer shorts back on, and the girls came in, and I could hear her giggling when she tells me to turn over, because my wiener's freaking small like yours. Anyways, that's it. Well, there's nothing more humiliating than hot chicks seeing a small wiener. Uh, the, the, what this gentleman is talking about is the ultimate uh, humiliation. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you got to do what I do. Always be semi-aroused when hot chicks are around. Never let them see you flaccid. Must never do that. But you must what about have, when you're going into a massage? You don't want to get yourself you watch semi-aroused. A little, you go incognito. On the internet, you watch a little bit of porn and get a little bit aroused, a little chubbed up, and then and then get into your uh, little outfit. <laughs> I know every trick in the book. I, of course, you should think I, about I, it all the time. I, I even have I even have Viagra in case of emergencies, and I thought about maybe I should take one before the massage, but I'm like, I don't want to pop a boner, then my wife gets sick because I pop a boner in the massage. Ah, uh, come on. All right, Billy, that's a terrible thing. It's too, it's terrible. What a horrible thing. 
I can't believe his wife, you know, started the laughter. She began the Hey, good. That's your prize. And you're laughing at him. By the way, if you're 6'3", <laughs> 300 pounds, you might be overweight. I'm just going to point that out. He's he's fat. Close. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, uh, even if he's all muscle, still, it's crazy. <laughs> Six three three hundred pounds, but I'm not fat. Uh, Kenny, you're on the air in Pennsylvania. Howard, how the hell are you? I'm okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to talk about the. Uh, I'm a huge fan. First of all, secondly, okay. just wanted to talk about the uh, Navalny situation you were talking about earlier. The what? Russia. Oh, the uh, Russian the situation. Bounty, you right? know, I got to tell you something. When I was a kid, yeah, every American on the planet, this is pre-internet. The internet has ruined everything. Pre-internet. There wasn't an American know, who right. didn't, who wasn't against Russia. Ronald Reagan was against Russia. Every One thing that could unite you as a country was, you know what? We love our freedom here in America. We love voting. We love picking our, our leaders we 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 Fucking love right. religious freedom. We're not even about religious freedom. Who gives a fuck about that? We love no, yeah. freedom. I, if I want to sit and pick my you asshole all day, you, yeah. you do whatever you want short of killing someone or doing something really bad or stealing. <laughs> but you can right. do whatever you want. Well, and and it's yeah. it's such an adult concept. Most of the world believes, uh, you know, some some strong guy gets somehow gets in power and they're going to lead and never give anybody else a chance. George Washington, uh, Abraham Lincoln, all the great presidents yeah. believed in this concept. Uh, they yeah, never they once to make Washington the king. But the one they thing that you the, know, uh, all right, Kenny. Well, one thing we know for sure: all of us sure. united against communism and Russia. And the horrible, the horrible situation there where you weren't even allowed to run uh, your own life. You had Big Daddy well, telling you what. been that way forever. Forever. And you know what? Now you see yeah. Americans, they don't even, they don't say a don't word about this guy. I, I can't believe yeah. some of the guys like uh, Ted Cruz or Lindsey Graham. Yeah. You know, these guys we used to be. One thing you you agreed about all of us, yeah, fuck murderous Russia man. and fuck these murderous <laughs> motherfuckers, and now they're all they're. I don't even believe what I'm seeing. It's crazy. All right, I got to get out of this discussion, Kenny. I I, I don't want to talk politics in the worst way. People keep dragging me into this. This poor guy right, Navalny, Baba Booey. Baba Booey to y'all. This poor guy Navalny had the nerve to say he wanted a different uh, Russia, and now he's dead. How can that not sicken you? How can that not just fucking make you annoyed? I mean, I feel so bad for this guy and his family. And yet the, the uh, you know, the the people on that interview I just played, right? we want a dictator. Yeah. we. You hear the accent? We want a dictator. That's the accent of a dummy. Like, like that's how you speak? We want a dictator. Hey, yeah, man, we want a dictator. The grammar, the whole thing, hey, so dopey. Like dealing with cavemen over there. We want a dictator. You want a dictator? Go to Russia, you cunt.
right, leave me out of this discussion. Get me out of this. That's why I've had it. Sick of it. What a dictator. Fucking weirdos. Um, all the guys who died fighting for this country are like, you want a dictator? They, they, they would, they would have bayoneted these fucks as traitors. This was the line in the sand. They were, we were free and they were not. Now, now it's a never the twain shall meet. All right. Here's some fucking crazy news. Uh, all right. I'll save that for later. That's a tease. Oh. And, oh, and I do want to mention, all right, again, it's a serious topic, but I got to say something. The, uh, the, the, we, we haven't been on the air since the Chiefs parade where, uh, uh, people were shot. By the way, I mean, I'm sure you know this, Robin, the woman who was shot and killed was a disc jockey, a, yes. a radio disc jockey. So I yes. felt, I felt something of a kindred spirit. Lovely woman, attractive, beautiful young woman with her family. I see a picture here. Lisa Lopez Galvan. Yeah, she has Gal- young kids. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Lopez Galvan was her name. She was a radio host on KKFI, where, where that's a taste of Tejano. I guess, uh, let me see. Here's some of her radio show. This is right before she was. Here she is on the air the day before talking they about were, how excited. She was broadcasting or <clears throat> not during the parade, right? No, the day before saying how excited she was to go to the parade for Kansas oh. City Chiefs. Get to that time, getting late. So I want you to sleep tight, especially you, Lisa, oh, and yeah. all you other silly people that are going to be out at the parade not tomorrow. silly. We're champions. Okay, well, champion all yourself because I have to champion Kansas myself Cityans at work. champions that are going <laughs> to celebrate the victory of Sunday's game. Yes. Yeah, I'll be at Please work. Please be careful, so. everybody get. Yes. Down here, leaving, and have fun. Have tons of fun. Also, yes. happy Valentine's happy Day to Valentine's you and to your husband. Thank you. I'd like to wish my hub, my honey, a happy Valentine's Day. Mike Galvin, Michael G. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, and to all you lovely couples out there, yes. happy Valentine's That's her. Day, yes. guys. She's Stay dead safe, now. Have fun. Dad, she went to that fucking parade. I've always been a against sweet parades. Woman. Sweet woman, rest in peace. What a horror! But uh, holy cow! Uh, She's on the air, excited about the parade. Next day she goes, boom. I was also listening to um, Travis Kelsey. Uh, they gave him a microphone at the parade, and I guess everybody, it sounds like everybody was drinking. I don't know. I don't know these parades. I don't watch these parades. I don't they care do about They do drink. Uh, I, there's been some yeah. drinking at a lot of these celebrations. The dude is very excited. <laughs> I want everybody a part of this thing. If you know this song, sing along. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined the Niners affair. The last one to know. We were the last one to show. We were the last ones they thought they'd see there. And I wow. saw the surprise, that fear in their eyes. And when we took that glass of champagne, Pat, Pat took that glass of champagne, I promise you. When I- Richard loves this. I, I'm worried I, that that I, I think he's... I was going to say, I don't I'm know worried that he, song. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know the song, and I'm worried that when Taylor Swift uh, sees this stuff, she, she might. It might she cost might come them to Taylor. her senses. <laughs> <laughs> I told Ta uh, Travis, that's who I represent. I told Travis, yes. you sound like a uh, a crazy man when you drink. You got to <laughs> cut that shit out. I saw a thing. Um, somebody had posted on Instagram a, a clip of this, and they wrote. Uh, and they watch it. They have a, they shot a Taylor Swift looking befuddled, not, not at the parade on the, they intercut it, but right. saw a photo. And then she goes, this is when you realize your, your children are going to have the IQ of 13. <laughs> <laughs> I started wondering, I'll be honest with you. Who's, who's Taylor's next boyfriend going to be? Cause I don't know. Chicks get turned off. To and I toasted you. Honey, we threw what I never. What? I got friends. I tell you, I told this kid, be seen, not heard. Where were you during this parade? Obviously in the wrong place. I would have shut that <laughs> microphone right off. <laughs> well, you know, it's the, uh, what do you call that? The brain injury, uh, injury CTE. Oh, is that CTE or whatever? C-T-E-I-O-U. I mean, uh, <laughs> the boy's brain is melting faster than an ice cream cone. And I'm worried. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I said to him, leave the fucking singing to Taylor. You stick to head injuries. I, I, I'm worried now. He hasn't heard from her all day yesterday. Really? I don't know. That's right. It's terrible. And once she heard that singing, she started to get nervous. He chased her away. He's got to win her back. Got to behave. <laughs> We need him to marry her. So a dynasty will be formed not only on the field, but off the field. You love that singing, huh, Richard? That's your thing, huh? I got friends in low places. Yeah, you don't know that song, Robin? No. You don't know I Garth don't know Brooks? I didn't know oh. what he was singing. <laughs> That's a great song. Low places. Where the whiskey Well, Taylor was in Australia, so she was far away. I think he, he cut loose because he might have yeah. behaved if she was around. Well, anyway, I don't know. I think he's putting this relationship in jeopardy. Uh, you know, girls get nervous when you act like that. They really do. Most girls. Yeah, she's um, got to think about him going to a party with her or some big event or the White House and start and he starts drinking and that happens. I, uh. I said, cut that microphone, cut that microphone. And <laughs> I, I said, the boy's brain is like a bowl of porridge. He's got the CTE. <laughs> and uh, they, 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 everyone was not paying attention. And then uh, what are you going to do? I hope I hope it's not the end because I need my boy to marry that girl. Yeah, I know Why what you mean. Why would you even want a microphone when you're in that condition? Well, Robin, I was watching it. I was uh -huh. watching this live and it kind of looked like they were trying to end everything before Travis got the microphone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and then somebody shouted his name out and they brought him up front. And uh, then this happened. I said, somebody throw a blanket over his head so he thinks it's nighttime and then he'll go home. 
They didn't listen. He was riding on, it looked like Creed Humphrey's shoulders, which that's got to be a big guy to hold up Travis Kelsey. But, uh, you know, the guy worked his ass off for a year, won the Super Bowl, let, let him party a little. They should have given him a fake microphone next time. Just let him let him pretend he's on a microphone, and no one would hear that. And uh, Taylor heard it. I haven't heard from her since. As she head for the hills. By the way, I'm going to mention something Richard did, and I hope you ate breakfast already. And if you didn't, turn off your radio oh. because this is so disgusting. Uh, I, I The guy started to tell me about it this morning. And I made them stop because I started to feel ill. <laughs> Sorry. And the th the, I, I, even as I'm going to tell you this, what Richard did this weekend, Robin, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I get a pit in my stomach. It feels like I'm, you know, like, like I'm gonna vomit. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't vomited as an adult in, you know, God knows how long. Oh, it grosses so, me out, and it and it happened to me. So it's bad. You got to hear this. This fucking guy. He uh, he gets a hold of everybody on the show. Uh, over the weekend and sends them out a, I don't know, a, you know, a message. And uh, it's crazy. It really is crazy because he's an adult. And he says, I'll read it to you. Here it is. I got it. Bear with me. Oh. Has anybody else here eaten a booger as an adult? I picked my nose while driving to the train today and had nowhere to put the I'm going to throw up. I had nowhere to put the booger, so I ate it. Yes, it was very gross, but I just washed it down with coffee. I don't know why this is getting me, but I feel like I'm going to vomit. First booger I've eaten in 44 years, and I wasn't missing much. I mean, what well, the Well, at least he was didn't it a, enjoy it. Was it like a dry booger or those gooey well i'm gonna go into some very gross details oh, go ahead ready. do it quick so do it. so i think it was mike trainer asked me why didn't you just flick it out the window i was like it was mm -hmm. not a flickable booger this, oh, it was oh. big and wet and uh fucking asshole it had a little blood in it and oh. <laughs> get out of here i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw up Fire him now. People shouldn't have to work with him. Fire this is him. terrible. You're fired. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know nose picking and booger eating was against the rules. I'm sorry. By the way, look, look at this headline. Nose picking may lead to Alzheimer's. True a headline. I just read that article. Uh, not only is it gross, it's dangerous. Scientists say that picking your nose may introduce infection-causing germs. That may uh, that whoa that may make you more likely to develop. <laughs> yeah, that may make you more likely to develop dementia. So what it is? You ever look at some people? The fingernails are dirty. Their hands are dirty. They pick in their nose, and something some some weird bacteria could get right into your brain. When I heard about you with the booger. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, my God, my God! <laughs> I've got plenty of other bugger stories if you want to hear them. Oh, too. oh yeah, geez. and I got other bodily fluid things too. Like I dug out some earwax while I was watching the Chiefs play. Mm. <laughs> I didn't have a tissue, so I wiped it on a tater chip and ate it like mm. pate. Mm. I tell you the truth, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I had nowhere to put a dingleberry. How about that one? <laughs> I wore it on oh, my head. forehead like an Indian guy. You're saying, Richard, that isn't 
your worst, like most disgusting story? Well, I just have a lot of other booger stories. Like growing up on a farm, I used to haul hay. And at the end of the day, hauling hay after being up in a dusty barn all day, I used to literally, my nose was packed full of giant yeah. boogers. And I, yeah. I used to take them and I'd flick them at my buddies I was hauling hay with. Oh, <laughs> tasted right like a triscuit. <laughs> it did. I actually felt bad for the booger. You finally escape Richard's disgusting body, and then he eats you and puts you back in. I mean, it's so fucking horrible. I thought, of, I thought about putting it, like, under the seat, but then I was like, nah, it'll yeah. just be there forever, and, I'll, you know, someday yeah. I'll see it. You ever see, like, down. little kids in... Do you ever see little kids in school when they wipe it under the desk and there's like boogers uh, all over the place? Or down their pants. I, you know, this nah. one kid used to have mm. this crusty, this crusty stuff on his pants by the end of the day Ugh. because it dried. Oh, oh. Oh, I had a friend that I used to stay with when I was a kid and his older brother would pick on us all the time. And one time I was drinking a soda at my friend's house. I got to the bottom of the soda and looked in the bottom of the glass and there was the biggest booger I've ever seen in my my life, this glob of snot that his brother had put at oh, the okay. bottom of my soda mm, glass, yeah. and it haunts, yeah. it haunts me to this day. Yeah. Oh, oh, but yeah. you were driving a car, you said. You were driving a car? When this happened, yeah, last week yeah. I was driving to the train station, and I, I didn't have a tissue, and I didn't want to wipe it on my shirt, and I was yeah. just like... Screw All it. Right. I guess I'll just Bye. eat it. Ugh. All right. I had it. One, one time I sneezed in my soup and it made it more salty. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, okay. Richard. You're gross. Thank you. You're disgusting. <laughs> By the and way, Navalent, you can chew it like uh, snuff. Mm. <laughs> but you share these things, you know, like. You could have kept that to yourself. Well, I thought somebody would respond to me and say, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. I've eaten boogers. There were similar yeah. people like you. No, you're one of a kind. Though. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to throw up, man. I really yeah. am. Sorry. Uh, Jen, you're on the air. Go ahead in New York. Uh, every time Richard is on the air, I somehow have to turn off the radio. I'm, I'm just going to throw up. Oh, he's disgusting. I mean, really, he's just gross. <laughs> three times without like cleaning up oh my god <laughs> what, what the hell was that from yeah, yeah you just come on your stomach i and, guess oh, i don't know where you, <laughs> you're so gross. <laughs> so gross roadkill is natural so gross. sometimes i'll masturbate and just pull my underwear up after i'm done <laughs> can't believe you got someone to marry you oh, she yeah. like kisses you and oh, I she's mean, it's just... best woman in the world I love best her woman. you know what I do I like to make tea out of her tampon juice yeah All right. mm. <laughs> now Richard top that's grossing me out I know uh, Yayo is on the air go ahead Yayo in Texas hey Howard how are hey. you buddy all right. What can I do so, for you, pal? So, dude, I just wanted to thank you, thank you, thank you. You turned me on to Steven Singer. I ordered that gold dip rose for my wife. I work away from home. I'm 14 hours away, and she got it in the mail. Nice. FaceTimed me to thank me. And at the end of the conversation, anal is on the table when you get home. 
Wow. Look at Thank how long you, you married. Wow. What a commercial oh. for Stephen Singer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good 30. Now that's a, you know what, you know, years, how, how many years? 33 years we've been married and I've tried. I got to tell you, gave it up. that but, is, that is the most amazing Steven Singer commercial. Robin is right because <laughs> I would say you, after 33 years of marriage, anal's never on the table. In other words, whatever, whatever your wife's going to have in her repertoire, happens like when you're dating her and she's trying to sort of win you over and impress you. And the only time you get anal is right in that moment. And then it can become part of your repertoire for the rest of your life. Most women uh -oh. married 33 years aren't going to change their ways, you know, and say, now I'm giving you my anal, you know? <laughs> well, uh, dude, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How good. Well, okay, you're welcome. You when I get that brown round, brother. <laughs> All right, let us know how it goes, pal. Okay. Sometimes be careful what you wish for. That third, after thirty-three years of marriage, that anus might not be something you want. All that bad. You he don't know. Apparently, has has been trying for all these thirty-three years. You know, there's all kind of surprises with anal on the table. <laughs> you know, you could end up uh, ruining your sex life. But, you know, listen, there's a whole process has to go on before that thing goes on. Well, since she has promised it, maybe she'll be ready. She's going to have to clean out her asshole and prepare. I hope she understands what she needs to do. We're ready for entry. <laughs> and the other big surprise might be, and I hate to say it, you might not be able to get your dick in there. Uh, you know, I know women who wanted anal. Asked me for it. I couldn't deliver. I, I thought my dick was going to break. I thought it was going to bend really? off and snap. Yeah. <laughs> it can't get in there. Now, admittedly, wow. I, I have a hard time turning women on. I mean, they don't get all <laughs> excited. But uh, you got to be careful what you wish for. Oh, yeah, I remember. Many times I'd be with a woman. She'd say, okay, give it to me in my ass. I'm pushing that stupid little wiener of mine in there, <laughs> trying to I mean, it ain't big. It's no bigger than a little finger. So I'm just like, I still can't. It's, you know it's tight back there when my penis can't fit in. I was going to say, it should have slipped and right in, I, shouldn't it? <laughs> Should've. If my penis was built for anal. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Stephen Singer, yeah. Robin's right. What an endorsement. <laughs> we th we call ourselves professionals. That was the greatest commercial I've ever It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, this is Doug. He said he gave his wife one of those roses, too. One of the gold uh, roses from Stephen Singer. What How happened to you? Howard, you hear me? Yeah. yeah. You're never going to believe this. I gave my wife one of them gold dip roads for Valentine's Day. She let me uh, come in her eyes. She was so excited. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Boy, she was this... dripping. She looked like a geisha. I, I glued her eyelids shut with my jizz. She couldn't open her eyes. Uh, she's still blinded from it because of gold wow. dip rose. Isn't that some ro one rose did all that damage? Amazing. Wow. You know, isn't that amazing? Well, here's a guy that came in. Yes. And, uh, yeah, she let me fucked her in her ass, and uh, she prolapsed. Her whole asshole fell out. So we had a hell of a cleanup here from the gold dip rolls. But we love Stephen Singer, I'll tell you. 
All right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Wow. Talk about some free commercials right there. Isn't that something? Robin, please make sure next Valentine's Day I, rem- I remind everyone of these stories. When That's they go to right. Get their- yeah, I when definitely go- will. Valentine's Day and Singer and Steven Singer. Thinking of giving you a bouquet. Maybe uh, <laughs> you'll let me do something to you. Uh, Ryan, you're on the air in Canada. Hey, now. Good morning, everyone. Uh, listen, I had a story I wanted to follow up with the guy who had the massage girls accidentally see his tiny wiener. Uh, mine's a little worse than that. So I work on the rail industry and I was in the tunnel one night working and there's security cameras everywhere. And I had to piss tremendously urgent. Um, so I run to the other end of the station, whip my dick out. I'm pissing, finally having relief. I look up, there's a security camera right there. (laughs) And everybody has now seen this in the other building where there's people that I know personally working in that building. And I come up on this giant four-foot screen with my dick out. Now it was extremely cold that night. We're just going to go with that. Yeah. cold. And uh, immediately I started getting phone calls saying, hey, uh, we're getting reports of urine in the tunnel. Do you know anything about this? They dogged me forever. They then sent me screenshots of this with my dick in my hand. And there are people that work in that building who also have access to those cameras. And I'm pretty sure every person I work with has seen me holding my dick in the tunnel that night. Well, there you go. All right, Ryan. That's a horrible story. I'm so sorry for you, for your humiliation. And, and the lesson learned, check for security cameras before you do anything. And another lesson, if you see a security camera, for God's sakes, Get a little bit of a boner and then pee. <laughs> Use your head. Piss your pants. Don't let anybody see that thing. Oh, my God. Would All it right. be less embarrassing to piss your pants? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> piss your pants. Look at you with the Yiddish. Piss your pants. Thanks to Zip Recruiter this month. <laughs> I'm going to play a game with you when I get back. You'll love this game. Okay. It's a very sophisticated game. We'll see how you do. Lenny Dykstra, the New York Met, also sometimes a boyfriend of Robin. Um, Lenny Dykstra had a mini stroke. Mini stroke. Yes, the I New, heard the, this. Oh, you heard this. Oh, I, well, you actually are involved in a weird way. Uh, it's an amazing story about you and your effect on people. I'd like to share it with you and the audience. Uh, Lenny had please, a mini stroke. Please tell me. The New York Post reported this. Uh, the owner of Dolan's Bar in Pennsylvania originally uh, broke the news on Twitter. Here, Here's a clip. He also suffered a mini stroke. And um, his family is around him at the moment. And hopefully uh, everything goes well. He is in good spirits. He's doing decently. And we just wanted to let him know that our thoughts and prayers are with him. And as I'm sure the Phillies fans and all the New York fans are with Mr. Lenny Dykes for today. Um, we're thinking about your nails. We know you're going to pull through because you're a winner and you're a champ and that's what you do. You know, it's wild when the owner of a bar is the uh, spokesperson for you when you're in the hospital. <laughs> the family <laughs> <You> know, spokesperson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was funny. quite taken with that. Lenny has <laughs> an unorthodox life. Anyway, um... Uh, um, uh, Mehmet spoke to Lenny's assistant, Wen Wen. Everybody knows and loves Wen Wen. Wen Wen. Yes. Um, Wen Wen. You know Wen Wen. We spoke to Lenny's assistant, Wen Wen, uh, shortly after the news broke. Mehmet uh, will tell you this better than me. 
Wen-Wen explained that Lenny had been sleeping for days, which she did not find odd. Uh, but it wasn't until the property manager saw Wenny, Lenny, not Wenny, saw Lenny, and they decided to bring him to the hospital. They, they said maybe oh, really? he was dragging his foot a little bit. Now, uh, Mamet, imagine your life when people aren't sure you've had a stroke or not. I mean... They, they don't know got, if you need help. Yeah, <laughs> Lenny lives Len, a crazy Len, life. <laughs> Lenny lives the wildest, most free life because Lenny walks around after having a mini stroke and no one's clear if he's if anything's <laughs> happened. The people closest to him didn't think anything was wrong. The, the fact he was laying in bed for three days. What happened? You called when when she said, I saw Lenny in bed for three days sleeping, but I didn't think anything. It just Anything seemed normal to her. And then, yes, the property manager walked in and was like, I think this guy needs a doctor. And then I guess they found out he had a stroke. Wow. But can I tell the craziest story about... Sure. So, you know, we were speaking to Wen-Wen last week. And I just, to paint the picture for everybody, the word we got was Lenny was in the hospital. We heard from people who were with Lenny in the hospital. It was bad. I mean, he was in a coma. The talk was like, it's over. We're saying our goodbyes. We were putting together an obituary. And I was upset, you know, because we, we've gotten to know Lenny. And we were just trying to lighten the mood with Wen Wen. And we said, hey, you know, if you can, just whisper in his ear, Robin is pulling for him. And I swear to God, this sounds crazy. But like a half hour, hour later, we got a call like Lenny is alert. He's walking, he's in Robin. the room, like up on his feet. It was crazy. Robin, you're a hero. That's what I was going to, you know, you've told the story well, Mamet. You're a wow. hero. They they whisper, just the whispering of your name into Lenny's ear completely revived them. What's the story on Wen-Wen? That's an unusual name. Is she uh, Asian, Wen-Wen? Wen-Wen is Asian, yes. I, Lenny will have to tell you how they met because I've, I've tried asking her and she just said Lenny's a guy who knows a lot of lawyers. And I guess at some point she needed a lawyer and they became friends or more than friends. I'm not entirely sure what the deal is. I, I, uh... It's funny. I always thought it was a nickname because people would go, when, when, when is she going to leave Lenny? And uh, that's how I thought she got the name. But I'm obviously wrong. Uh, Robin, you know this is exciting. She's of? very loyal. I think I think the story would be, you know, there was an episode of Bonanza once where Haas Cartwright saved a, a woman's life. Yes. And then she couldn't leave him. She belonged to him. I think that's what happened to Win-Win. Somehow Lenny saved her life and she can't go. I see. Well, in any case, on our phone right now, Lenny Dykstra, the greatest baseball player of all time. Everybody loves Lenny and his free lifestyle. Lenny, you're calling me from the hospital? Yeah, well, I'm in, uh, I'm in, um, I'm in, I'm in the, uh, hospital and today I'm, uh, gonna move out. But yeah, I mean, uh, Every day above ground is a good day, you know. I mean, I don't, you know, the thing about me is um, um, I'm a little different than the rest of the people, you know what I mean? I do what I want, what I want. I'm showing you a lot of pussy, you know, so you know. Lenny, are you underwater? Uh, do, are you get receiving treatment underwater? Um, I haven't thought about that, actually. Um, so, <laughs> Did it sound like Lenny was underwater? Idea. Yeah, it sounds odd. The yeah, uh, well, well, Lenny is actually gargling pussy juice right now because he loves it so much. It's the only thing that'll cure him. Lenny, would you give us a quick comment? When you heard Robin's name, you were in a coma technically. When yeah. you heard Robin's name, what happened? 
the blood flow. See, everything blood changed. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, no, no, it did. Everything changed, man, like, uh, like it was like a fucking movie, you know? And then, but, but the movie became reality. Um, and, um, anyways, you know, the bottom line is, is you know, I got a long, long way to go, you know, I still got a lot of, Cut a lot of shit I got accomplished, you know. I'm turning and burning, you know what I mean? Lenny, thank God the stroke no, didn't affect I don't your speech. Know what I, you mean. <laughs> yeah, you sure don't. You, you sure don't know what I mean. <laughs> what, did, what did Lenny say, Robin? You speak, Lenny. I he don't even know. Something about a lot of accomplishments, and then everything trailed off. I see. You well, know, well, and then he ended burn, it with, you know. You know. <laughs> well, let me just say something, Lenny, and I don't want you to put out too much energy. Um, sure. We're happy to hear you're doing well and you didn't die. And uh, when, when. Are and, you uh, walking the... okay? Well, I walked a little bit yesterday, you know, um, day before. Yeah, I'm okay, man. I was, here's the deal, man. I'm no pussy, you know. I'm not a pussy. No. Can I ask Lenny as you're right. Hold on, Lenny's making a statement. You're a real man. Go ahead. I do I do like pussy and 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 it likes me, you know, so I have duty and obligation to to fulfill that fulfill that duty to make sure that everybody's happy. See, it's all about happy and something to look forward to. Can I ask you a question about your room in the hospital? Does it have a mini bar? Because it sure sounds like it, Lenny. (laughs) Hey, hey, you want to it, it, it does. It, this is like, I mean, this is a room right here, bro. And there is a little bit of um, um, hidden, hidden uh, uh, advantages, if you know what I mean. You know, um, a cocktail a day keeps the doctor away. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I All right, Lenny. Listen, I'm glad you're okay. In fact, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play everyone's favorite song right now in your honor. Uh, this is Lenny Dykstra singing to Robin Bohemian Rhapsody, which is one of my favorite moments. Here we go. I see a little nice black pussy. Robin's hole, Robin's hole makes me shoot a giant load. Tugging on my red meat because I really want to see. Robin's asshole, Robin's asshole, Robin's asshole, Robin's asshole, let me go inside your hole. I'll lick your pussy and then you'll fuck me. I'll lick your pussy and tickle your taint. Let me nibble on your chocolate titties. I can come either hole. Will you let me know? Just let me know. Which hole to blow my load? Blow my load. Let me know. Which hole to blow my load? Blow my load. Let me know. Which hole to blow my load? Blow my load. 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 Myophilia, 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 let me go inside of your beautiful black pussy, pussy. Pussy, pussy. You know, uh, what a legacy Lenny would have left behind had he uh, actually gone. Lenny, that was one of the most beautiful songs. Of, I know Robin's moved to tears right now. She can't speak. I'm, I'm speechless, actually. <laughs> may, may I ask Lenny, as someone who you know cares about him, has known him for a long time, is any part of this a wake-up call? Are you going to stop taking like the gas station dick pills? Are you going to change anything about your... Lifestyle. Fuck no. Are you fucking kidding me, man? I'm going the other way. I'm going harder. Harder? Uh, right. Okay. When harder. Lenny has I'm adversity, no he goes harder. He goes harder. He's, <laughs> Lenny, right. is it fair to say you're no pussy? I'm not a pussy, man. I'm no fucking pussy, man. You know what I mean? So we're going hard. We're going harder now. We thought we were going hard before. Now we're going to turn and burn like fucking never seen, man. And, you know, 
You'd be a little trouble in there, here, maybe there, maybe there, whatever. He was a fuck, man. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure the hospital staff is thrilled you're there. I mean, what an honor for them. All right. Uh, Lenny, take care, please, and let, let us Who's know how you're doing. Who's going to be taking care of Lenny when he goes home? When, That's when? your job, Robin, uh, no, as no, his no, girlfriend. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Good talking to you, man. Thanks for thinking about me, huh? All right. Uh, did, did, Take did, care, did, Lenny. Did, Lenny, did the doctors figure out what caused the stroke, or no one knows? Um, who knows? It doesn't matter. I don't believe my bullshit. She's fighting. Like I said, I'm, I go hard. I go hard 24-7. You know what I mean? Right. I'm tired of fucking whining. So you don't even believe you had a stroke? Nah, fuck no, man. I've already gotten pussy since the stroke, you know? <laughs> he goes, uh... <laughs> I love that you understand what's happening here. <laughs> Lenny goes so hard, no one can tell even when he has a stroke. No one's even sure what happened. Uh, exactly, you know. man. I'm in the hospital right now with a bunch of pussies. Though. I know that's a joke. Pity for you. I don't even get the fuck out of here, man. All right. 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 Okay, Lenny. All right. Take care. Please take care of yourself. Lenny Dykes for National Treasure. Um, wow. Well, I don't know how you date him, but uh, you do. <laughs> Can you imagine? He had he was asleep for three days, and no one thought that was unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Did Lenny, you seem to understand him better than I do. Did Lenny say he's in the hospital and he's already getting pussy? Yeah, he said he's yeah. had pussy since this alleged stroke because right. he doesn't believe he had it. Jeez. What a man. I mean... In a way, to be that, you know, non-neurotic, free, must be amazing. Not even deterred. Like, oh, right. my goodness. No. He's like, let me out of here so I can get back to my life. My biggest fear in life is that I would have a stroke. In other words, and, and maybe it wouldn't, ki- like, if it killed me, okay. But if it didn't, to be impaired that way or, you know, it would just be horrible. I, I wouldn't want that. And Lenny's like, fuck that. He's like, I get more pussy now that I've had a stroke. (laughs) Women are turned on by a stroke, it turns out. In the middle of the stroke, I was having pussy. (laughs) He loves pussy. Oh, my God. Now, there's no more masculine. Well, it's his job now. Like, since he retired from baseball, his job is to make everybody happy. I've been putting on a bit of weight, and I'm sitting there telling Beth, I have to stop eating peanuts. You're still no. eating the peanuts. No, I, I, I've cut week. I cut way down. <laughs> she, she put out a big bowl of peanuts that I can't resist. I said, please throw these out. She won't throw them out. I can't throw them out because then she buys more. Oh. And these peanuts are there. And, and, and imagine Lenny must look at me like, what are you? What kind of man are you? Peanuts. <laughs> Eat all you want. Eat those fucking peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh! So I said I was going to play a game with you, and I think you're going to well, like it's this. Good game. to hear that you know because the initial reports I read were very dire. So, uh, good to know that Lenny is talking today. Sounded fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this game I'm going to call. Uh, will they break the news? Will they break the news? I even have a theme song. You, you got to choose. It's time to play. Will they break the news? 
right, a new game, Robin. I think uh, this will be fun. What we did was um, we called several Internet advice shows claiming that we needed help having an uncomfortable conversation. Okay. And and we were curious if the advice show hosts would be willing to have the conversation for us. For example, would the host be willing to tell a wife that her husband wanted a divorce? Ah. I'll, yeah, I'll play you the I'll play you the advice request and then you're going to guess if the host is willing to help break the news. Okay. okay? Here we go. It's time to play Will They Break the News? Here's our first request. You're calling your online Good afternoon. My name is Jerry, and I want to say that I really appreciate your advice show. We appreciate you, Jerry. Go ahead. Uh, my wife's a good woman, but unfortunately, she suffers from what's called vaginosis, and it's been disrupting our our lovemaking in the bedroom. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've come to the point where I have to hold my nose, and I almost vomited what? the other day. And I love her so much, but I don't have it in me to give her advice to clean up down there. And I was wondering, could you please tell my wife to uh, clean up her private parts so... Well, okay, well, sir, let me say this. As a woman, as any person, if you can smell it, then you're not doing nothing about it. That's the problem. You get what I'm exactly. saying? So, so you can tell her, but calmly tell her. You can, In these words, uh, babe, I'm smelling something. I don't know if you can, but... Well, that's just it, and that's why I'm calling you, because if I tell my wife she's got a stinker between her legs, I'm afraid she's going to flip out on me. So I was asking you, can you please give my wife that advice? Now, Robin, here's the game. Oh uh, you know, we always say, if you smell something, say something. <laughs> you know, I have a big poster over here on the wall that says that. Um, this is a serious topic, vaginosis. Uh, we know vaginosis would not stop Lenny Dykstra, but this guy on the phone is saying to the host, please break the news to my wife that her vagina smells. Will the host say, look, we're not comfortable doing that, or will they take it upon themselves to do this nasty assignment? Robin, what's your guess? Huh. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Of but nothing's what happening. So that happens far. to me all the time. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I think they will break the news. Wow. You think they're going to get on the phone with a woman <laughs> that they don't know. And I they're going to. They are. <laughs> oh, my God. You believe that the host will get on the phone with a perfect stranger and tell her that essentially her pussy smells. Okay. Well, the woman seemed to think that, you know, this was a problem and maybe she's willing to help out here. You don't think she'll come to her senses and say, you know, you're her husband. You have to say it. I'm a stranger. <laughs> I don't think it would go over well on the radio to hear this. But okay, let's lock you in on a yes. All right. Let's see what happens. Let's see if you're right, Robin. Let's see if you're really good at the game. Will they break the news? Okay. Okay, let me let me pass the phone over to my wife. Honey, somebody here on the phone wants to speak to you. Uh, hello, hi. Hi, 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 hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm June. Okay. Uh, nice to hear. Nice to hear you, Miss June. And um, your husband conveyed to us that you know something might be going on in your private area. We don't want you to take anything in offense, 
but you may need to go to the gynecologist for what's going on in your You know what? The other day, he was holding his nose when he went down on me. And now he has the balls to tell you to give me advice? Well, 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 let's say this. There's no, there's no shame in what we're talking about, okay? So I don't want you to take it offensively. Offensively? He just told you that my pussy stinks and you're going along but, with it? But, but, but um, I'm giving some advice because you have health issues. Yeah, well, I could use some advice, too. How do I get a divorce from an asshole with a tiny dick who can't get an erection? Okay. I'm okay, going to well, kill that son of a okay. bitch. I, I, I shut that down. And we appreciate them for listening to our show. <laughs> that didn't go so well. But, Robin, more importantly. I was he, right. You were right. Good for you. And uh, you're up on the big board for Will They Break the News? Well, it's time to play Will They Break the News? Will you win or will you lose? It's up to you. you got to choose. It's time to play Will They Break the News? All right, we're having fun now, Robin. It's time to play Will They Break the News. You did very well with the first one, but let's give you something a little more difficult. Okay. It's going to get right. harder. Here's our next request. Let's listen carefully, and Robin, put on your thinking cap. All right, everyone, and if you have any topics that you'd like us to talk about on the show, let us know what you'd like us to talk about. All right. Hello? Hey, how you doing? My name's Fred. Hi, Fred. Uh, I'm gay. My my dad already knows I'm gay, and he's fine with me being gay. Uh, but he's a little old-fashioned, if you know what I mean. There's a, a a term in the gay community, top and bottom. Top is usually the uh, the giver, and the bottom is the receiver. So my dad asked me if I was a top or a bottom, and I said top. But the truth is that I'm also a bottom, and I don't have the heart to tell him that. And I was wondering, would you mind breaking the news to my dad that I'm a bottom? Well, this is a hell of a show. Um, It's uh, evidently this gentleman is very upset because uh, his father might not accept it. He accepts that he's gay, but once he learns he's a bottom, essentially taking it in the ass, it might break the relationship. Will the host help them out? That's the thing, Robin. What would a host do in this situation? You're a host. I'm going to say these hosts Mm -hmm. are a no. A no. Mm. You don't think they'll help him out and tell the father that his son is a bottom? No. All right. Let's lock you in on a no. On Will They Break the News? We find out the answer now, Robin. Let's see if you're going to be two for two. All right. Thank you very much for calling. We appreciate you. Uh, this is an advice show. That, uh, my, I don't get speechless very often. Um, well, I think probably with that, we're going to have to end the show. And, um, I mean, thank you, Fred. But, um, <clears throat> all right, everyone, have a great week. Wow, they ended the show forever. I don't think they ever came I back. I think they're never going to do another show. Yeah. But more importantly, Robin, you were right 100%. <laughs> two for two. This is unbelievable on Will They Break the News? Yeah, will they break the news, Robin? This is exciting. All right. I'll give you one more because you're particular. Normally, we would end the game on that. But because you're so good at it, uh, I'll give you our next request. Here we go. My name is Jerry. I'm from Roosevelt, Long Island. And I got to tell you, I need your help. I'm living with my brother because my wife threw me out. And I just lost our rent money on the Ravens because I bet against them on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not good. Okay, it's interesting, Jerry. 
uh, that, uh, you know, sometimes people gamble a lot. Uh, uh, it's it, it's a disease, Jerry. It's a bad thing. Yeah. Once I lost my brother's rent money, he was so angry at me, he threatened to throw me out. Okay. We got into a little scuffle, and then I got so pissed off, I took his toothbrush, and I shoved up my ass. Wow. And now this morning, he brushed his teeth, and he says he's not feeling good, and I'm all worried. I'm feeling guilty, and I don't have the heart to tell him that I shoved his toothbrush up my ass. So I was wondering, could you please break the news to him? You mean with the toothbrush? Yeah, with the toothbrush. I mean, for Christ's sake, my brother ate my shit this morning off his toothbrush, and I need your help. Wow. I mean, um, ridiculously hard now. By the way, does anyone else besides me feel these are real stories from Sal's life? That he gets so mad at someone that he sticks a toothbrush up his ass? That does not sound like something Sal wouldn't do. <laughs> but, Robin, more importantly, we have a game going on. And, and yeah, you know, I'd yes. love to see Is... you continue your streak. I was streak. just going to say yeah, uh, is this man going to help him by telling his brother that he yeah. brushed his teeth with Sal's crap? Well, that's what I'm I asking say, you. I say yes. I yes. say this guy is going to wow. help Sal out. Oh, jeez, I hope you're right. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> All right, let's find out on Will They Break the News? Is Robin going to be a perfect three for three? Or will she stumble? Let's see. Well, I would like to do Could that you do for that? you, Jerry. And I appreciate you being a being a, a fan of the oh, show. Thank you, thank you so very much. I appreciate you so much. Is he there now? Yeah, hold on, Frank. Let me help. Frank, somebody's on the phone. I want to talk to. You. Hold on. Uh, hello. Hi, Frank. Uh, hello. Yeah, your brother. He asked me to intervene a little bit here. He just said that he took your toothbrush. And he stuck it up his butt, and uh, he wanted me to tell you that because he was embarrassed to tell you. I, I don't understand what you're saying. He took your toothbrush, and he shoved it up his butt. And he wanted me to tell you that what? because he was embarrassed to tell you. Yeah. He shoved my toothbrush up his asshole. Yeah, that's what he did. You did what? I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Get the fuck out of my house. I'm going to shit in your mouth. All right, folks. Okay, I apologize for what what just happened here. I was trying to help Jerry out a little bit, but you know I am the voice of reason, as they say. But you know I I did what I needed to do, and that's it. So uh, I appreciate him listening. I did the best wow. I could to help him. Wow, nobody handles the news very well in this game. It, it never ends well. Nobody says thank you. Well, a sad news: uh, Jerry's brother has since died of cholera from the oh. anal uh, yeah from the anal exposure. Yeah, I'm terrible. But Robin, three for three. I think you found your game. I think I'm you found perfect. your game. And that concludes a perfect score for Robin, our contestant. What did she win? Oh, nothing? Oh, that's the flaw <laughs> in the game. Oh, wait a second. Congratulations, Robin. From my archives, you won a four-foot-long America's Got Talent vinyl promotional banner featuring Sharon Osbourne, Howie Mandel, Nick Cannon, and Howard Stern. Isn't that nice? And <laughs> from everyone here at Will They Break the News, a fond adieu. Hey, will they break the news? Will you win or will you lose? It's up to you. you got to choose. It's time mm -hmm. to play. Yeah. Will they break the news? 
turns out Robin is the Ken Jennings of this nonsense, and uh, <laughs> congratulations to you. Oh, in addition, Robin, because you got a perfect score this just in, you win a private phone call from Lenny Dykstra himself. Oh, wow. Who wants to speak to you. Could You'll you be getting that later. my information? <laughs> <laughs> what a game. Well, good for you, Robin. you got to be pretty proud of yourself. I do have to take a break, however. Tomorrow, John Cena will be with us, for those of you who are fans like me. I'm on YouTube all the time now. I, I think I spend more time on YouTube than anything else. Just, you know, I love watching. YouTube. I love it. Watching. Vi- Do you pay extra money so you don't get commercials on YouTube? Yes. Yeah, me too. They got me on that one. I had to. <laughs> I was going nuts every every three seconds. Commercials. I was watching YouTube in a hotel not too long ago. And every yeah. thing I watched because I wouldn't sign in. I had to, you know, sit for the five seconds of the commercial or whatever it is. Because it says you can skip it in three minutes or three seconds or five seconds. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really cool. You know, I I was on Instagram. It is weird how social media brings you into somebody's world. I've always heard the name Isaac Mizrahi. Like, I knew that was a fashion designer. Like, Mm -hmm. I've heard that name, Isaac Mizrahi. Like, I know, like, Madonna would say, or... or, or, uh, um, Sandra Bernhard was Isaac Mizrahi. And, um, but I didn't know anything about this guy. And I'm sitting there on Instagram just scrolling, wasting tons of time, but enjoying the fuck out of it. And, uh, all of a sudden I'm watching a video. There's a guy laying in bed with these big giant black glasses. And he, I don't know. He's just sort of eccentric and he's laying there talking about shit. And I'm like, this is kind of fascinating. And, I said, this is fascinating. I, I don't know this guy. And I see it's Isaac Mizrahi. I'd heard his name before. And, and so I, so I went on his feed and I'm seeing that he actually performs live. Like he's not only a fashion designer, but he, he goes out and does concerts and he sings. It's sort of like a campy stage show. And then on his Instagram, he's doing all these sort of interesting things. And I'm like, I think I'm going to follow this fucking guy. Really? Yeah, he's kind of interesting. Isaac Mizrahi. Now I'm following him. And every minute now on my Instagram, I'm watching he Isaac Mizrahi. <laughs> yeah, and he's on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. He race. he's a judge on yeah. that, and he, he's got a well, husband. But that. you never, you never see the husband. But it's just him. And yeah, I don't know much an interesting about him guy. Personally, I know yeah. that he sells his clothes. You know, he sort of dropped out of the high fashion uh, right. world, and he sells clothes now on QVC. What I kind of dig about the guy, and he kind of educated me on this. Like he's very, he's very interesting the way he dresses. Like he'll be, wear like big women's pearls and like, uh, mm-hmm. but, and he was wearing like Adidas uh, sandals, you know, with his toes showing. Like, and he, and he kind of pulled it off. And his hair is all fucked up. It's like standing straight up in the air like Marge Simpson. And he goes, you know what? My hair looks fucked up. And he goes, and a lot of you are writing me about my hair. But you know what? I like it. I don't like it all groomed. It. I like when it's all fucked up. I think it looks kind of cool. And I went, you know, I sit there with my hair, running my fingers through it, trying to get it perfect and everything. And I went. Always arranging every curl. Arranging every curl. I go, this guy's fucking right. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> what am I going to do? He's a what little am I gonna more do? Um, buttoned down on QVC. Oh, he's you on know, QVC. He's I don't gotta, know much about him, but I'm starting his. to learn. 
Pima cotton t-shirts because he's all into Pima cotton. That's what I know. Yeah, it's like, this is, let me tell you about Pima. Pima cotton. It's the number of threads or something. You know, it talks about how soft and durable and washable it is. You watch QVC, huh? I I do, yes. Wow. I didn't know. Do you buy things on QVC? Sometimes. No shit. What goes on over in your place? I can't even believe this. <laughs> I don't like to shop. I right. don't like to go to stores. Right. So sometimes I'll just, you know, tune into QVC, see what they're selling, if that makes any sense to me. Have you ever bought anything from Isaac Mizrahi? I have his Pima Cotton t-shirts. He, oh uh, he convinced me about Pima Cotton. <laughs> were, were they good? <laughs> yeah, they're very substantial. They're t-shirts, you say? T-shirts. T-shirt. Yeah. Well, I realize his haircut is like, remember Kramer on Seinfeld? Like it used to just, yes. spread. that's what he does. And he didn't care. But uh, he's a pretty amazing guy. And I was like, well, you know, Instagram is kind of cool for that. Like I... I've been very interested in watching musicians and things about musicians. I, anything about Van Halen, the band Van Halen, the breakup, David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar, anything with that I'll watch. Wolfgang, anything with Van Halen. So I, tons of shit pops up about that. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of a fascinating world. And I would never know this guy, Isaac Mizrahi, but <laughs> I kind of, I kind of liked him. He was kind of cool, but who knows? Yeah, he's way out there. He even did something with Simona Dennerstein once. That was the oh, thing I yeah. saw. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, somehow he asked her to accompany him while he was doing something. Huh. And that was during the, the, the pandemic, you know, when everybody was locked down. At one point he's hanging out in his apartment and I couldn't tell, like, he must have a lot of money because he seems real successful, you know, in the designing world. But he loves to read books. And then he just has a big pile of books laying there. And he's telling you what books he reads. And and I don't know. It, it kind of won me over. I liked it. You know, <laughs> and it's kind of funny, too, because all the money they put into TV shows. But here's a guy just, you know, on Instagram talking about what books he reads. And yeah, I'm watching that over any possible TV show. You know, it's funny. I was watching a, a clip with Isaac Asimov, the scientist from years ago. He's not alive anymore. And he was it was like the 1970s. And he said this was his prediction because he understood the world. He said one day every person will have their own TV channel. And the interviewer was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, there's going to be so much bandwidth. He says, right now, where our society is at, we don't have enough bandwidth to give everyone their own TV channel. But one day there will be digital. And he's, imagine this is 1970s. This shit hadn't been invented yet. And he said, and, and what it will be is everyone will be able to broadcast and everyone will have their own channel. And in a way, it's ruined the world, but it's also made the world greater. Like, I couldn't figure out. I got a pack for Miami tonight. And I want to pack in one bag. And I own this bag, a hanging bag. I said, I bet you somebody on the Internet will know how to use this bag. And sure enough, I go on there and some little fuckers on there showing me how to use the bag. And I went, he's got his own, some guy sitting in his mom's basement showing me how to use this bag. It's unbelievable. He's got his own TV channel. So it, this how did this guy, well, I'm sure he knows he, you know, he was a scientist. He knew what people were working on. He knew, he knew. 
When are you wearing these T-shirts? Uh, at bedtime? What's going on Just with these the, T-shirts? You know, around the house in I don't the summertime. See you they're, in that. they're, you know, yeah. they're short sleeve T-shirts. I don't wear them in the winter. Do you, do you go braless in these T-shirts? Heck no. I never go. No, when you're I around... don't go braless in my nightgown. <laughs> really? You don't? Uh, I, I was thinking not about really, it. Really? No. I have a very soft bra I wear for, for nightgown. Oh. I was thinking how sexy you'd look in just a t-shirt and you'd be walking around with no bra. It'd be awesome. <laughs> my, my vote with these Isaac Mizrahi uh, t-shirts with the, what kind of cotton? Massage my well, it's, it's pretty thick cotton. It's not Is like it? one of those uh, see-through t-shirts. I, that's what I say. They're substantial. I think there's nothing more beautiful than when a woman, you know, women think they got to get all dressed up. When a woman walks down in the morning and she's in like half asleep, in her nighty, no bra, no panties. That that gets me. All hair tousled. Oh, and then the tit, like you just see some nips. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, maybe even like you yeah. can see some ass crack through that nighty. And it's not even a sexy nighty. It can it can just be like one of those exactly right. Really meant exactly, to sleep yeah. in nighties. Yeah, 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 like a sleeping nighty. <laughs> like I can see you in that Isaac Mizrahi <laughs> t-shirt, like you know, and you're all sleeping. I wouldn't dopey. sleep in those t-shirts because yeah. no. they're more for like wearing than sleeping. Yeah. Ever since Ralph died. My wife's been stepping up and she wants, she's been buying me some clothes, which is so sweet oh, yeah? of her because yeah, she sees, I, I don't know how to buy clothes. I haven't <laughs> bought clothes for myself for 30 years since I met Ralphie boy. So she got me these, uh, I didn't think I was going to like it, but it was like a Ralph Lauren polo t-shirt, not a t-shirt, like it has like, like what dudes golfing, you know what I mean? Like those shirts, like the golf shirt, like a, it's like got with a the neck. little collar. The little collar and everything. I didn't think I was going to like it, but son of a bitch, I like it. Oh. Yeah, I might have to start like a favorite things thing like Oprah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. It kind of, this new shirt looks kind of preppy and it's kind of funny with my look to be preppy. So. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm wondering, how that all goes together. I don't know how these designers don't understand... Like, I got this new shirt that Beth bought me. I'm there cutting. I fucking hate that they put labels right on the back of where your neck is. Yeah. On the shirt. Now, when I say this Ralph Lauren shirt, I like it. But they have a first, they got a Ralph Lauren label. Is that like yeah. quack? No, that was, I don't know who did that. It wasn't me. First, they had a Ralph Lauren label. Yeah. Then they have another label that sticks out that tells you it was like made in China or some shit. And then another label attached to that, which said, and it's sewn into the shirt. They don't want you losing these labels. God forbid. So yeah, I don't first know why the I, labels are so important. And the labels scratch the back of my neck. And then I take a scissor and I have to cut out the label. And inevitably I'm annoyed. I'm like, mm. I cut the fucking shirt. I cut a little yeah, hole in the back yeah. of the shirt, which eventually ends up becoming a big rip. And then my wife goes, get rid of that shirt. that's all ripped up. Why do they do that? Why do every designer does it? Please. Can you, why don't, why don't you print into the fabric your name if that's what you want? Yes. Yeah, don't, don't put a label. You got to stop. I fucking hate you. 
I love you for the nice shirt, and then I hate you for the fucking labels. And there's no way a human being could put up with those labels because they rub the back of your neck the whole time, and you get itchy. Anyway, thank God my my wife helped me out because I got a, a sweater and uh, two of those golf shirts. And uh, she says she bought me some more stuff that's coming. She buys it online. Got me sneakers. These are some sneakers I got. You should see these really? sneakers. I don't even think I can wear them. Why do you say that? Because they got so much of a soul that oh. I feel like I'm two inches taller, like 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 I'm wearing lifts. And why would and sometimes you get I, that much soul on your shoes? I don't know. People like it because uh, I guess it gives them cushion. But I I swear I was getting a little wobbly up on these things, like I'm on stilts, <laughs> like stilts. <laughs> yeah, they're called uh, Hoka Hoka sneakers. Hoka. Hoka, I think, is the brand. There are I all think. these new brands too. That yeah, all new. The brands yeah, are well, fast and furious. I was like, nobody has these sneakers, and then guess what? Uh, I see another guy who I know. He's wearing them too. Oh, uh-huh. and and now I think about. It, I think Jimmy Kimmel got me these Hoka's. He said. To, yeah. He said to Beth when he was over here. He said to Beth. What's with Howard sneakers? He Jimmy Kimmel. All of a sudden, he's a fashion. He's a player. fashion maven, huh? Yeah, maven. <laughs> he goes, Kimmel, uh, Kimmel. So he sent me these hokas. So I'm wearing them. Turns out he was right. I guess my sneakers look kind of ratty. My mother was always anti-sneakers. Oh, my mother would go nuts when I wore sneakers in high school. She wouldn't let me wear sneakers to school. She made me wear penny loafers. I was already a douche. <sighs> and now I'm wearing no penny. Oh, she. Got- beaten up <laughs> why are you wearing Penny those loafers where, yeah no wonder i got beaten up i she, <laughs> what's with those for filthy sneakers they look like rags on your feet i'm like mom everyone wears sneakers to school not my son you should dress every day like you're meeting the governor and those filthy sneakers look like they're rags on your feet <laughs> and you're not wearing sneakers. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, somebody who didn't have vision, <laughs> your mother, because everybody wears sneakers oh, and they filthy, wear them everywhere. Filthy, dirty looking. They look like rags on the feet. Oh, I was such a douche in high school walking around. Imagine I had long hair. and I looked like Tiny Tim for real because I had. She wouldn't let me wear jeans. I had to wear like, Douche. like um, like a, like a cotton pant with <laughs> with with um penny loafers. And I'm not, you know, I knew I looked like a douche. And I'm I'm saying to my mother, you gotta, you know, I should have just said to that old bag, "Fuck you! I'm wearing what I want to wear." I was afraid of my mother. I was a mama's boy. I was afraid she would take away what little scraps of love I had. You understand? I was a pussy. Oh, my God. I should have stood up. High school was a nightmare. Even if I looked a little bit cool, it would have helped. I looked like a a dork with a penny loafers. Yeah, those penny loafers, they didn't help, Howard. 
Oh, it was a mess. Then I go to gym class. Oh, that was my worst nightmare. And they had a change in front of the boys. And I, uh, you know, I, I just didn't want to get out of my penny loafers and clothes. And then you had to put on gym shorts. We're supposed to put on a jock strap. No fucking way I was doing that because. Really? Well, because guys would have seen. No, oh. because I don't want people would have seen my penis. Oh. I didn't want that. And, and, you know, there's only so much you can shove yourself into the locker to hide your penis. <laughs> so I had on my, like, my underpants and my gym shorts and my gym shirt, reversible gym shirt I got from Wolf's right. Sporting Goods that every boy had to have. And, you know, because it had a blue side and a red side. So if you, if you had teams, you could be the yeah. red team or the blue team. And then you'd have to play a sport in class and you'd sweat. You're supposed to shower and I wouldn't. So... I would get right out of my gym clothes into my regular clothes and I'd be sweating like through like my, my shirt and my horrible pants and loafers and I'd smell the rest of the day. Even I couldn't stand it. I had to wait till I got home to shower because I'm not showering in front of other guys. If I had a big cock, no problem. I didn't need to deserve, I, I didn't need to get my ass kicked uh, for and having was, a small cock. Was it like an open shower? Like there were no. Yeah, of course. Who's the asshole who builds high school showers and doesn't give the boys privacy? Fucking turd. And they should put a hook in there so you can put a a, a towel in there with you so you can towel, so you can wrap a towel around yourself. No, the towel's outside, right? Yeah, oh yeah. You can't even towel. (laughs) That's why the only guys who play sports in high school are guys with big cocks. And you go, why do all these athletes have big cocks? Because they're not afraid to shower. People with uh, even a normal-sized penis can't play sports. It's horrible. Penny loafers. When I think about high school, penny loafers, these pants, the man-tailored shirt. Like, I couldn't even wear a cool T-shirt because my mom wouldn't let me. And then I had super long hair down to my waist. For some reason, I got away with that. She didn't want you to cut your hair. She didn't make she a big did. about that. She oh, got, she oh, she hated my hair, but my father... For once, stuck up for me, and he said, "If he wants to grow, because my father felt bad, he doesn't have any hair, and he was like, yeah. people." He goes, "If he wants to wear his hair in a longer fashion," <laughs> I was like, "Is he? Is that Dracula standing up for me, or or is it my dad?" I couldn't even believe it. Uh, so uh, he has no penis. He looks like a girl anyway. <laughs> wear the long hair. So. Uh, he understood I needed to hide my face with the hair and try to develop a look, but so I had so it was freakish combination: a conservative kind of nerdy outfit with long, right. cool rock star hair, which is worse. Should have cut my hair. Oh, oh, my mother! Oh, well, my mother was talking to Beth the other day. She goes, "My son's a mama's boy." And I'm like, oh, here we go. Beth doesn't need to hear that. She thinks she married somebody cool. You know, because I'm the guy on the radio. Yeah. You know, I try to behave like the guy on the radio when I'm around her. <laughs> Not me. I don't want her to see the authentic me. Who would do that? I'll lose her to Brecken Meyer. So uh, she goes, my son in high school. He wouldn't even go shopping for himself. He had to go with his mommy. 
he'd say, Mom, does it look good on me? And he didn't know what he even liked for himself. Oh, I dear. took him to the big man, tall man, and he wanted to wear those forgotten sneakers. I said, no, sneakers, penny loafers. <laughs> and then I took him for pants and shirts, and he didn't even look in the mirror. He said, Mom, does it look good? If it looks good, I'll, will you tell me? What a mama's boy. <laughs> I marched him right over to the tall man, big man. And then I took him to Mr. Henderson for shows. <laughs> Mom, why do we have to go to Mr. Henderson? He doesn't have cool shows. Because he measures your feet each time. Those other stores, they don't measure your feet. Yeah, when I was a kid, you go to the shoe store, and this guy had a special foot measurer. And that was a whole discussion. But, oh, look, size 13. Size 13? <laughs> Does that cost extra, extra money? Mr. Henderson doesn't even carry size 13. <laughs> I don't know where I got bullied more, at, at school or at home when I got home from school. Did you really ask your mother to take you shopping? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> then I don't want to hear you complaining about what she picked. <laughs> well, that's what she said. Well, he tell you whatever I said. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, those shoes were great. It made sure it protected my virginity. Those, sho <laughs> those shoes guaranteed you'd never get laid. Oh. <sighs> Good Lord. Oh. oh, I can barely recover. <laughs> I can barely take it. And Those you're still shoes not were... shopping for yourself. Look at you. No, I, I had Ralph, and now he's dead. He left me. How could he leave you in this, this situation? Oh, every day I say, how dare he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those shoes I wore in high school were great birth control. I never got a girl <laughs> pregnant, you know that? Never had, I never was a teen father. Wow. No chance of that. Put your kids in some penny loafers. And, and by the way, to dress them up, I put actual pennies in them. <laughs> you did the pennies. Yeah, you put I did the, the whole pennies thing. in. Because yeah, that'll help. <laughs> My decorated shoes. What a fucking douche. Douche. Pretty bad. Yes, Dana, you're on the air in Massachusetts. Hey now, Howard. First time, long time. Howard, those shoes, as you... those shoes were like if I, if I ran around high school with a big warning flag to keep we, to keep women away from my penis. <laughs> hey, yes, Dana, what can I do for you? Howard, literally, as you were talking about cutting the tags out of uh, shirts, I'm sitting here. Holding my breath, but you, I have to use tiny scissors now, praying yeah. that I don't put a hole in the back. Well, you will. Of the sweater. You will right. because I, you can't get the late. You can't get the annoying threads out unless you cut a hole. I Ugh. know, right? And I try to go yeah. as long as possible without having to do it. But at this point, we've been dealing with it so long. I can't understand why they keep putting them in the same because exact spot. 
that they want you to cut a hole, so you got to buy more clothes. Mm, not a bad point. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's obsolescence. I mean, I know the racket when I see one. <laughs> Go ahead, Marianne. Good morning. Howard, I'm just making my bed. I'm sorry. How is? Oh, I hate making my bed. You know what? I make the bed sometimes, so Beth will fuck me. You know, like it's like, oh my god, my husband's so great. So I'll get up, make the bed, and I hate making a bed. Oh, so much. It's. Just I love so my annoying. bed made though, because then when you go in it at night, it feels so good. But anyway, Howard, I love Isaac Mizraki. He's from Brooklyn. He went to the Flatbush Yeshiva. He's an iconic designer. He started like with Roberto Goodman. He's, He's Isaac Mizraki. Is that what you call? Him? Yeah, you've seen the Rocky movies. He's Isaac Mizraki. <laughs> And uh, Howard, he climbs up the I steps. Have the I have the T-shirts, too, from QVC, but his T-shirts, Howard, are stamped. So you don't have to cut out any tear because yeah. they have Pima right. cotton. Same with right. John Varvatos. His T-shirts are stamped, right. and I appreciate that. Thank you, JV. And uh, and if I, Isaac Mizrahi is stamping his shirts. All right, thank you. Have a talk with her. Isaac Mizrahi. <laughs> I love Isaac Miss Rocky. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, let me tell you about this. Oh, uh, let me just uh, say uh, thank you to, uh, believe it or not, Town and Country Magazine. Some guy did a blurb, like literally it was like three sentences on me. Uh, oh, yeah? yeah, it was very nice. And I, I actually my agent sent it to me over the weekend, I guess. What did it say? I don't remember what it said, but it was complimentary, like I'm a huh. good broadcaster or something. And but but uh, it was funny because my agent said, "Oh, they asked you to do an article." You know, he doesn't tell me these things, which I asked him not to. But I guess they wanted to do an article, and he just re rejected the idea. He didn't want to. Uh -huh. Thank God. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, yeah, who has time for these articles? But because uh, you got to spend hours talking, and you know. If you're promoting something, okay, but what am I going to do? So, but anyway, on their own, they wrote a little, it's a blur, it's a tiny blurb as part of a bigger article, but it was nice. So I figured I'd give them a mention because where do I see anything like nice written about that. me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's literally three lines, but if it's something nice, you say thank you because, you know, very few people are complimentary, especially magazines. Who even knew there was a magazine anymore? Well, they all are on the internet, aren't they? I guess you this can get a copy if you want it but you can read the whole thing on the internet on do you buy any magazines i don't i don't have a magazine and we used to get tons of magazines i, I think know, we only get new york magazine one coming to the house and it just is there it's i just can't get rid of it away because you can <laughs> see you can see whatever you want on the internet the only thing i miss though is in a magazine where the pictures matter it's terrible looking at it on the internet there you go i'm, I'm with you on that i'm but I don't get any hard newspapers anymore. I read everything online. No. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I used to love the pay, the actual physical. I love my papers. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else I hate? Not I, This weekend I had to write a letter to someone and I'm licking the envelope. That seems very, you know, some envelopes have like a piece of tape you can pull up. But even, even with that, you always end up putting tape over the envelope anyway, because you know that fucker when it goes through the mail is going to open up it's on its own. Gonna, it's, it's not going to stick. Yeah, it's never going to stick. So why do they bother? 
<laughs> Why do they bother? The only the only real sticky thing that you know isn't going to open up is the FedEx uh, envelopes. They're right. cardboard, and they put a fucking super glue on that shit. Never opens up, but uh, every other envelope opens up. So I end up putting tape over it. And it's 2024. Why am I still licking a piece of paper? I got to, you know, we were talking about penis this morning for some reason. In fact, we talk about it every morning because I'm hung up on it. But uh, <laughs> this is some crazy shit. I, I threatened to play this last week, but we ran out of time. It is so crazy. And uh, Wolfie did a piece on this. This is called the meat up. M-E-A-T, meat, like in your dick meat. Okay. Most guys I know want a bigger penis. But these guys who go to the meetup go to extreme lengths to get a big penis. I mean, uh, Wolfie found a group of dudes who modify the size of their penises and testicles through permanent silicone injections. Ah. They call it modding, M-O-D-D-I-N-G. But doesn't that destroy your penis? Wait till you see this. These guys grow their dicks to gargantuan proportions. I got some pictures too. Wolfie, Wolfie went to the convention. Oh, there's a convention. For everything. <laughs> In America, there's a convention because people can find each other now on the internet. Wolfie went to this event for penis modding. It's called the meetup. And Wolfie said the dudes in attendance had the largest penises and ball sacks he's ever seen. But it, it's not even, I mean, it looks crazy. It's natural, Wolfie. right? No, natural. Definitely it doesn't even natural. look. <laughs> yeah. Nobody there I'm, is natural. These are all modified penises. Yeah. Wolfie went, said it was about 20 guys there. So I can't even believe they found 20 guys who do this shit. That's not a convention, 20 guys. Well, you say that. <laughs> in fact... <laughs> We have about 20 guys on this show, so we're calling this show a convention. <laughs> anyway, the meetup took place at a gay nightclub, right, in uh, Florida. Correct. Yep, absolutely. They had, a, they had a special night dedicated to guys with, with modded penises. Uh, the three-day conference included penis modification seminars. This is all for 20 guys. It's crazy. Um. They're Phallic. talking to each other. Each of them is yeah. giving a presentation. No, it, it was a seminar. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, so there were 20 modded guys, but there were other onlookers there, like guys that were thinking about proceeding and having oh. this done to themselves. So, yeah, it was a it was a big deal. They had like a pool party, They all sorts of events around guys with big penises. Can you just get like a few extra inches? That's all I'm looking for. I, I don't need like some bizarre looking package. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, I mean the, these guys go to extremes. It's not it's not just a couple of inches or a little extra girth. They're they're looking for 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 huge huge improvements. Well, how many inches are we talking? Like some because uh, here I'll show you the picture. But you know a lot of the audience can't see the picture. Look at this fucking dude's package, Robin. Can you can you see this? I don't know if you can see it. I look. So, it's I crazy. Can only see like the balls hanging out. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's in there. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I really don't. Fucking insane. Anyway, uh, Wolfie spoke to one of the modded guys about his giant package. And like like Wolfie said, and he's not exaggerating, it looks like a dude had a football stuffed into his jockstrap. <laughs> Crazy. Like, it literally looks bizarre. Uh, here's the dude. 
Judging by your shorts, you have a pretty impressive bulge. Yes, I have 620 cc's of silicone. That's over half a liter of silicone in uh, my entire package. Does your scrotum or penis have more silicone? Scrotum. I have 120 cc's of silicone in my penis, 500 cc's. That's half a liter in my scrotum. This dude told Wolfie that his scrotum weighed three pounds. Imagine that. But I love how he's so into the half liter. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a half a liter. It this looks like his. Like, yeah, go ahead. This guy told me that he can't even run anymore. Like, like running, it's like running with a bowling ball in, in your underpants. Like he, he can't even do motion like that. Is it? It's got to be a. Do these penises work? Oh, they work. <laughs> yeah. Do they? Uh, these guys absolutely. get hard. I mean, I didn't see this guy specifically get hard, but yes, they they claim they claim that everything still works. But like, wow. the problem is like for certain types of sex, uh, anal sex, blowjobs, and stuff, their penises are too big. It, it doesn't fit anywhere. They, they're most of these massive. dudes. Are all these dudes gay dudes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. The, the the club the club was like an all gay club, like which was fascinating by itself like there was one section of this bar that was just like a locker room like right out in the middle of the bar there was a, an actual <laughs> locker room like i've never seen anything like that uh wolfie here i got some more tape wolfie oh you want to see first i'll show you a picture of some cock and balls if you want to see all it right. you want to see it all right here you go yeah <laughs> oh my goodness yeah that's, <laughs> that's crazy yeah that's crazy. Look at that guy's. That looks like a a baseball or a so, some kind of ball that you play a sport with. That's it. Only looks like one ball now. There's no separation. That's crazy. And these Wolfie asked, penises are as big as a hand. <laughs> yeah, if only if only I had that. Wolfie asked one <laughs> attendee what inspired him to modify his penis. Let's get into the psychology of this. What made you decide to have your penis modified? I had seen an adult film when I was fairly young of a person uh, getting penetrated and they had massive hanging balls. And I was instantly very curious and aroused and intrigued. And I started doing research to try to find out how I could be the same. You know, I, I was listening to this. I was like, thank God no single porno has affected my life this much. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I saw porno, and then the next thing I knew, my life had to be devoted to huge cock and balls. I started doing research. I mean, where do you <laughs> research? research? <laughs> <laughs> It, it reminds me too of uh, like women that have breast implants. They go in the first time, and then they say, "Oh, I'd like it bigger." They can do the same procedure. So you go in, you get one round of injections, you let it heal, and then these guys just keep going back over and over wow. again. They're never satisfied. They they just want to keep expanding. The there was a big competition for the title of Mister Meetup. Uh, dare I? make a pun and say it was stiff competition <laughs> but the eventual winner was a guy named the beast the beast robin wolfie oh. spoke wolfie spoke to the beast about you know his victory and his impressive package 
When I saw you on the stage, the only thing that I could think of to compare your penis to would be maybe be the biggest eggplant I've ever seen in my life. Well, that just turns me on right there. I love that. That's what turns me on. Like, wow, you're fucking huge. Yes, I am. There are a lot of huge packages in the audience tonight. How does it feel to stand out as number one out of this whole group? It feels fucking fantastic because I'm the beast. I'm number one tonight. This is who I am. I'm number one. I'm the biggest of them all. Have you ever had a guy that attempted to put that penis in their mouth? And if so, what, what happened? It doesn't fit most of the time, but that turns me on. If it doesn't fit, that makes me even more hornier. I love it. Wow. Absolutely love it. Wolfie uh, told me the beast looked like he had an elephant's trunk stuffed into his jockstrap. It was insane. Yeah, I, I, had, I had never seen anything like that. And this guy, he did all these injections on his own. He didn't even oh. go to like a, a you know a I mean, doctor fair. to do this. He he he's a self made man. It, but it that's was crazy. There's got to be a health risk to putting silicone in your dick. I mean, no. But Wolfie, no way the beast had loving parents, right? I mean, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This I was even, not I, a normal childhood. You think? <laughs> yeah, it can't be. I've been laughing. You your sneakers <laughs> like filthy dirty. <laughs> Howard, at one point I was like chuckling to myself because they even had like an in memoriam section, but they didn't like talk about what happened to this poor guy. But I'm just wondering, you know, like what what the situation was. But they did they did identify him as a past winner of this contest. So it was like it was a real legit <laughs> presentation. I bet did. you. In all seriousness, do they discuss the health risk? It gotta be some cancer risk putting that shit in your, you know, especially yourself. Well, no, I mean, if they, they use it for breast implants, Howard, I'm, I yeah, guess but it you, is yeah, okay medically. Yeah, but they're injecting it right into their penis. In other words, it's not in a sack or any kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? It's inside the the skin of a penis, though, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Are they going under muscle or what are they doing? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It, it's a whole, it's a whole process though. The way they described it to me, it's like they put in these like micro beads of silicone that after a certain amount of time, they kind of meld together. And uh-huh. then like I said, they let it heal for a month or so. Then they can go back in and just keep adding layers and layers of this stuff. Oh. Yeah. They claim it's safe. Know, yeah. I don't know. Cockstrap looks like a lumpy sack of potatoes, honestly. <laughs> well, you know what we ought to do? Yeah, we ought to try like this. You've been to the grocery store. Yeah. We ought to try this on Sal and Richard. Those two idiots are up for anything. <laughs> anyway, the Beast explained how it can be, uh, let's say, inconvenient to have massive genitals. Here's the uh, Beast talking about his, you know, some of his problems. Have you ever found a guy that can accommodate your penis in his ass? Well, he's got to be loosey-goosey in the fisting. And I've had a couple times. It works. It works like any other penis. I can still jack off. No problem. But, yeah, he's got to be in the fisting or else it won't fit. Could you easily get through TSA with that junk you have in your pants? I signed up for pre-check. It saved time. Saved my... Man, before pre-check, the fucking screen would show up like a hurricane on there. And they would pad my ass. Take me to the back room, take my pants off, and say, "What the fuck is going on there?" And I just show them, be like, "Hey, you want to find out? Here, agent, check it." Excuse wow. me, sir. Your your dick has to be uh, 
check-in. You can't carry that on with you. I'm sorry. I'm calling that agent abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so the agent has to completely remove my clothes and examine my penis and balls. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Beast the also thing, told... Yes. What I wanted to ask was how do they hide this in clothing? That's I mean, funny. That's what I was just going to tell you. Really? The, the beast says his package is often noticed by, like, civilians, but they're too shy to say anything directly, so he kind of shows up in their clothes, right, Wolfie? Yeah, you, you can't hide it. Like, the, the one guy was telling me he went to a wedding and he rented a tux. He couldn't <laughs> even get the the tux on like his bulge was so big and they also they also buy specialty underwear that's got to be able to hold like an extra 10 pounds or so because anything else your, your balls just rip through the beast has gone to extraordinary lengths to achieve his award-winning penis let's let's hear about those trials and tribulations how many total liters of silicone have you injected into your genitals 1,000, we're like one liter total, 1,000 cc's. So one liter, so by comparison, basically a half of a two liter bottle of soda has been injected into your penis. Yes. Imitate the sound your huge penis makes when it's entering a loose asshole. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Sounds like JD eating a sandwich. Oh, take it. Yeah. Wow. I got to admit, I'm a little envious of those sounds. I wish I could get people making those noises. Do any of these guys have partners? Oh yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. Yep. One one guy was like telling me very proudly that his uh his gaping abilities have improved drastically mm-hmm. since he's uh gotten these enhancements. So everybody seems to be very happy with the modifications. Wow. In other words, the partner was like, "Hey, this is great. Uh, I'm able to open my asshole wider. He's really stretched it out." No, exactly. Not. Yep. Okay. Jeez. Uh, by the way, Wolfie, my hat's off to you. Uh, we know being a journalist isn't always easy. Uh, Wolfie had to get hands on for this assignment with what a do contestant. You mean? Uh, I'm going to play a tape of a guy named Bruiser that Wolfie was interviewing, and uh, well, here you go, Rob. All right, so I'm going to I'm, I'm going to put I'm going to take down my pants, uh, and uh, I'm going to get you to feel through my speedo. What? my silicone feels like so so you want me to touch your your junk and tell you what it feels like <laughs> yes because you're going to be a better judge than i am all right this is new ground for me but i'm i'm willing to try Uh oh this, you- this is how it starts well one finger so, yeah. you just one finger you just just get just you know it's probably better if you just take a hand and go like this I, I think i feel more comfortable with just one okay, finger one finger it is here we go yeah your your package feels like a, a a tense water balloon. Okay, that's yeah, that's fair enough. I I can see that. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to process what I just did. <laughs> I mean, you 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 touched a guy's package through a speedo. That sort of thing happens when I play rugby all the time. I guess this is what it is to be a journalist. Yeah, they're calling him now Wolfie Blitzer. Now that he's a full-on journalist. Um, anyway, 
Wolfie said Bruiser's penis is the same size of a large can of Monster Energy drink. That's how big it is. And uh, oh, wow. and you said that Bruiser's penis felt like a like a waterbed or something. Like it was weird. Yeah, it's 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 just a different sensation altogether. I mean, it it just there's so much like fluid around it. I've I've never <laughs> never felt anything like that before. Did you say? Also, when you touched it with your finger, it started to grow like he was getting aroused. Yeah, like it reminded me of that scene from Private Parts, like when your your underwear right. moved. Yeah. It was it was like that, like instantly, and it was just wow. a one finger touch. So this dude must have been attracted to you for to get that kind of response. You know, I I don't know. This guy like had silicone even in his chest, like he had like silicone chest muscles. It it, it was like he was completely modified, like a like a cyborg. So this wow. is not you know just limited to his genitals. He's shooting silicone <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, this guy was uh, this guy was different. I didn't I don't know that anybody else was like that, but he was. It was like he was wearing like an Incredible Hulk suit. Like he was just. <laughs> Filled, filled with fluid. Was that your first gay experience, uh, fondling another man? Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you tell your was. wife yet? Has your wife left you yet? Uh, I don't know that I... I'm trying to think if I told her that. <laughs> I figured it was just easier not to, not to yeah, discuss. Not to bring it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're liking this thing, after the meetup, um, uh, you know, when the whole Mr. Meetup contest ended... All of the contestants and the judges socialized at the bar, which I'm against. I mean, if someone's going to be judging a Mr. Meetup contest, they probably shouldn't socialize with the participants. But okay, uh, the club was uh, packed with guys with enormous scrotums and penises. And Wolfie spoke to one of the guys who called his penis the Snuffleupagus. Is that it? Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> if you were to compare your scrotum now to a household item, what is it most comparable to? Let's say my ball sack is as big as a softball and my shaft is as thick as a beer can. Have you ever had an incident where your balls touch toilet water or you sat down on your own scrotum? Yes, I, uh, with especially with shallow toilets, I have to be very careful because I instantly will fall in nine times out of ten. So I have to be very, very wow. cautious to move things around so that doesn't happen. We should mention that our own Fred Norris was a judge this year. Very big honor for him. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen one of these guys at the uh, at the urinal? <laughs> no, I don't know what I would do. How, how Wolfie, Wolfie uh, did describe to me that the um, sort of the, you know, as the night went on, more and more men entered the club and, and the smell got extremely musky. Can you talk about oh. that, Wolfie? Oh, it was it was like a like a like a jungle, just like moisture in the air. Like you you couldn't breathe. Everybody's dancing around. It, it was a uh, yeah, it, it was just very hot. <laughs> not, not Anybody come on to you at all? Or I mean, aside from that one guy. No, not not really. No, yeah, yeah no, I I wouldn't say that happened. I it, most people were kind of freaked out, like they see someone with a microphone in this club. Right. Like half the people <laughs> didn't know. Howard, Howard, if you were into yeah. this sort of thing, would you at all like? I I almost understand the penis portion, but like, why would you enhance your balls? Like that that's the part I I, I don't get. Would you ever consider that? I mean, I wouldn't inject. I want a big penis and balls. I mean, balls I don't care about. But I'd like a nice big thick cock. 
but I guess it might look disproportionate. So you got to put a little bit in your in your scrotum in order to make yeah. everything look normal. You know, yeah, balance it maybe. Yeah, it was, balance it a yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like um, you know, you wouldn't get one breast implant; you'd probably just get two. You know, so everything looks <laughs> but equal. If it's all fluid there, I'm just yeah. wondering about how much sensation they're getting. Plus. Uh, well, Robin, you know what? I'll stick with what I got because I can feel a lot and I can jerk <laughs> yeah, you off can just feel fine. Everything, right? And bang my wife just fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not messing with any anything down there. That just seems a little too risky, you know. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the story is on making your balls bigger. I mean, giant balls make your dick look smaller. So you know, if you want, that's why they keep penis. blowing up the penis because yep. they get too many. Too much balls going. Yeah, like con- constantly go sitting back on to your the balls. Penis. Yeah, your I've balls got one more. Cl- <laughs> I've got one more. One more clip. Wolfie said the uh, the night got weirder and weirder. I, it's pretty weird already, but the club was eventually <laughs> overrun by an unusual group that didn't seem to mesh well with the silicon injectors. Oh, really? Here. Yeah. Let's see what this is, sir. What event are you participating in tonight? The gay zombie bar crawl. How many gay zombies are there tonight? They have fucking met. There are a million zombies coming up from the graves tonight. Wow. I've only seen anything but hard cocks tonight. Hard cocks tonight. Tonight, there was a contest called Mr. Meetup for guys that have huge genitals injected with silicone. Are you into that sort of thing? You know, I'm not into somebody like giving me an oversized saline ball sack. I want to touch somebody's natural balls, you know, smell them, lick it, you know, rub it up, flip it and rub it down. Oh, no, I want the balls, you know, the real balls. If a guy drops his pants and he's got nuts that look like a set of basketballs, how would you react? Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, so in other words... The club was an exclusive to the meetup. Gay zombies have their own scene. Yeah, remember that Michael Jackson thriller video when yeah. all those zombies are coming down the street? That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> the doors, the doors opened up and all these like guys dressed as zombies came in. And then it just like, like the mood of the bar just completely shifted. The, the, <laughs> the big penis guys didn't know the zombie guys and it was, it was just very bizarre. <laughs> But there's a thing called gay zombies and, and, uh, for real, like, like that's their scene. It was like, it was like a bar crawl. So they were mm. this horde of zombies. They were going from bar to bar. And it was just at that exact moment that they all poured into this specific bar. But yeah, they were all like bloody makeup. Their clothing was all ripped up. It was, it was, it was quite a scene. It's like, um, it's like the start of one of those weird jokes you hear when you're a kid, like, a gay zombie, a silicone injected penis dude, and some weirdo named Wolfie walk into a bar. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know how the joke writes after that, but it does seem kind of interesting. Well, I, you know, I, I'm never one to assign you anything, but why don't you f- cover the gay zombies and see what's going on there? Yeah, I think it's more like a Halloween thing, but yeah, I mean, oh. we could we could definitely tag along sometime. <laughs> And what's the idea? Instead of like eating someone's brains, they eat some somebody's asshole. Was that? Was I that think the, that's. Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. That's how the I mean. night ends. Yeah, that's how the night ends. Yeah, like I'm a gay zombie. I'm going to eat your asshole. <laughs> did any gay zombies hook up with any of the modified guys, or they didn't mix? 
I would have to think so. After a few drinks, I'm I'm sure <laughs> everything was on the table. Right. All right. Nice. All right. The meetup, Rob Wolfie, another oh, fucking boy. incredible. Uh, he never piece. runs out of weirdness to cover. Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on out there, Robin. <laughs> What's on your radar? <laughs> what are you covering next, or or you don't want to reveal? I, I like to I like to save it, save it. It's, I think it's more okay. special. But yeah, I mean, we we come across all sorts of weird stuff. So and, and you know, you put this stuff out there that other people contact us too. So if there's any wow. any strange events, just let us know. We, we're happy to attend. You kind of uh, have found your thing on the show. I mean, you've really, you've really a found niche, yourself as they a niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've really turned into the reporter that uh, I always knew you'd be. Good for you, Wolfie. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. You know, when I hired Wolfie Robin, he was just a listener. He didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. No, but he was a listener who would go to these things, and I said, "Well, this is a guy got to work for me. He's going to zombie yeah, you know, meetings." And we thought it was crazy because he was going to a Juggalo concert. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> now he's going to gay, gay zombie, uh, <laughs> gay zombie. Uh, Linda is on the air. Linda in Pennsylvania, beautiful Pennsylvania, and it is beautiful in Pennsylvania. Believe it or not, uh, it is many times. Yeah, it is. My sister. Good morning, Howard. Oh yes, Linda. Sorry, I was just vamping until you finally said something. What can I do for you? Hi, uh, it's a little off topic now. You had mentioned stealing packages or envelopes, and I I can't believe I called for this reason because I've wanted to talk to you. Thank you so much for 30-plus years of entertainment. You guys Thank are you. awesome. Um, no, I wanted to tell you I met a guy who worked in an envelope factory, and he told me, don't ever lick an envelope. And when he told me why... I, I had to agree. I will never lick an envelope. The stuff they put in the vats of adhesive, and I'm not talking about the things that are supposed to be in there. <laughs> Don't ever lick like, an envelope. What, like, what do you mean? These guys what are jerking off into the glue? The, anything. Anything at all. They, oh. they said they spit in it. They, You know, it's just a big bat of glue, batch of glue in a, in a big vat. And they, yeah, there there's no regulations as to what can go in there. Why, why do, why do wow. human beings do that? Why do human beings, like, you know, you, you read about restaurant workers who, you know, I'm not saying it happens all the time, but there are people who do shit to the food. and Like, what, like, like I can understand a guy, he's working in an envelope factory and he's in charge of the glue and stuff and... Maybe he's just fucking pissed off at his wife or angry because he wanted to be a rock star and now he's working, you know, in an right. envelope he's factory. Right, he's pissed off or... because this is what he does for a living. Yeah, but, but, but like, and then you and then you just kind of, you know, shit in the glue and I don't know, it's fucked up. Well, thank you anyway. for the warning. Oh. <laughs> and, and Linda <laughs> confirming a my... lot of envelopes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, confirming Linda. No, you, you you want a prize? I'll give you one. I'll give you what I was going to give Robin. Do we have that AGT prize, Jason? <laughs> no. I got a warehouse full of garbage. I got to get. Yes, rid we of do, it. Howard. Tell me what she's won. She's won a a four foot long America's Got Talent vinyl promotional poster. Good. Get it out of my warehouse that I'm paying way too much money on. My air-conditioned, controlled, environmental, uh, acid-free uh, archive. All right, Linda, hold the line. We'll send that right to you. What an exciting Thanks thing. A lot, you have, guys. 
It's a, me, Howie Mandel, Sharon Osborne, and Nick Cannon. Uh, you can't do better than that. You're not Thank you. I'll make sure I give it to charity and they can auction it off. Is that allowed? Hey, do whatever the fuck you want with it. I got to get rid of it. <laughs> Hold on. This is shit. Give it to charity. Give it to anybody you want. Yeah, here's a guy on the uh, phone who says he's licked over 10,000 envelopes. Yes, sir. I don't know. I'm asking myself, what is it? I wonder if I know I'm sorry to hear that, man. When you lick an envelope, you never know what's going to be on that glue. That's the truth. I don't lick hey, it. Hey, for him and ask him who you know. Right. Well, did you sue? I pray uh, make, it, make it back highway mm. one. Oh, well, those are words to live by. Thank you, my friend, and thanks for sharing that. I need one, Okay. You, well, yes, yes, you said it, don't not me. Uh, you, right, don't lick, go high, not low. Okay, pal, thank you. There's a man who's licked over 10,000 That's Real. terrible. You, you, why, I understand that, but why did you eat the envelopes, too? can't <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Fred, let that be a, a warning to you. Fred licks a lot of envelopes. Goes right to well, Google. Goes you know, right I used to help my mother fill out the Christmas cards, and my job was licking the envelope. Yeah. Did you ever lick the envelopes for your mother? <laughs> he did. You see, that's how he started, Donna. Yeah. Um, what did you think of those guys shooting silicone into their balls to enlarge them? I don't know what they were thinking of either. All right, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, Linda, thank you. There you go. Wow. The things yeah. you learn on this show. Yeah, yeah, poor guy. Says, uh, very, very upset that he licked all those envelopes. I wonder what Ruined he sounded like before he licked his first envelope. <laughs> no, he was an English professor. <laughs> but he licked too many envelopes. So many people write us. Uh, here's a Billy Joel fan sending in uh, words of encouragement. Billy Joel uh, joined me in our Miami studios. I, I got to go back to Miami today. I don't have any fucking time, but I I want to do it for John Cena tomorrow. But uh, it takes me two and a half hours to get over to Miami. You know. Yeah, by car. Yeah. What am I going to do? Flap my 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 bird like wings. Howard Billy Joel being interviewed by you is pure ecstasy. It was awesome today. So great to hear two buddies chatting. Um, Howard, I implore I implore any Billy Joel fan who hasn't heard your interview to go back and listen on the app. I uh, loved it. One of the best interviews I've heard of him. And you're clearly into it. And Billy tinkering at the piano and being fully engaged was so good. Yeah, I I sure appreciated that. I love when Billy sits at the piano and just anytime he tinkles, I'm uh, happy. The uh, Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven. Very dreamy.
Station Downtown by Petula Clark yeah, is the first single right I ever right bought. Into. Goes yeah. right into it. I don't understand. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. I love one. Billy just breaks into it. Billy Billy broke into Cashmere. I love Jimmy Page. You want him as your guitar player? I'd be, I'd be great. Okay. I'm on it. Uh, you're on it? I'm on it. If okay. I can make this, this will be the, would you, Slash? No. Jimmy Page you want. Jimmy Page. Okay. He's, All right. He's a great musician. You know, it's, it's, it's what's that song? Yeah. Cashmere. I mean, brilliant, brilliant music. Blew my mind when I said to Billy, like, I'm just mentioning songs. We we don't have anything prearranged. So how are you breaking into these things? He goes, you know. I just think of the song and my fingers know where to go. And I just don't understand that. I don't, I can't well, wrap my head around it. Well, you've done something that, you know, you talk about those 10,000 hours. He's got much more than that. Yeah, but, but, it, but wait a idea, minute. I'm talking about, because it has to be a brain thing before it's a finger thing. And so now all he has to do is think of a song and his fingers know where to go. Don't you dare. <laughs> try to act like you understand that. I'm oh, just saying that there's a brain, you know, when you move your arm, your brain says something first. Yeah. And you don't think about how you move your arm. And if you've done the piano no, that not the much, same thing. Not you the same know thing. At where every note is. And so when he thinks of a song, he hears the sound of the note, he knows what finger to push and where to put his fingers. Makes perfect sense. You know, you're a hard person to And argue you can play because... whatever you want. <laughs> she has such a powerful voice, and she leaves me powerless <laughs> to explain to her. But anyway, whatever it is, it's an amazing thing. Um... Anyway, yes. Yeah, so Billy told well, so many good like songs. Well, that's like saying you you have to think while you're driving a car. You don't have to think. No, about not the same the thing, Robin. Not. But this is a superpower. For him, for no. him, he has a special brain. I'm not saying anybody can do this. A special brain that is very adept at no. music. That's clear. Get over And here. so, so his <laughs> fingers are trained. You're getting very worked up about Billy and his fingers. I'm very committed to this theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, there's no better explanation than that. Um, anyway, uh, it was also fascinating to me because the mystery of how songs are created is not easily explained. And even when Billy was explaining Robin how. He would, uh, when he writes a song, he starts with gibberish, you know, and then he, you know, he throws in a word and then, you know, it's just an amazing process. I have endless 
endless uh, uh, admiration for great musicians. Uh, Steven Tyler told me about the same thing. Half the songs Aerosmith that I wrote for Aerosmith with, that I wrote, I got the lyrics from doing this. Because you didn't and have I, any lyrics. I have no lyrics. I scattered and I listened back and I listened back and I listened back until I got words out of as a matter of fact, I just, I'm filling the blanks. Wow. And did you just, write it down? I wrote it down and I just... Wow. That's why half the Harris's songs don't make any sense. Uh, Billy told us the story of the song Honesty, which is one of my favorite songs that he ever wrote. And he said, yeah, I, I didn't even have a word for it. We called it Sodomy. Sodomy is such a... <clears throat> Let me try this, Robin. See if I can't write a song about you. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? You think oh, I'm onto no, something? You gotta do, repeat it over and uh, over again. The most exciting part of uh, that day was uh, Billy's appearance inspired this new song parody about Fafa Fuhi from Daniel Mendelssohn. Really? It's really? A, yes. He got all excited, and you know Daniel can really sing and uh, put together beautiful. Please don't be a boy. Huh? Your stories are endless, we've heard them before. Yeah? Stop clearing your throat <clears> or <throat> trying to talk. Hey, listen. Over everyone. Can I just tell you one strange story? And lips getting smacked by that tongue. I can hear those plantain chips mixed with big teeth and gums. Uh, Chocolates and shrimp. Oh, yeah. You're becoming a blimp. Exactly. Baba exactly. Blimpy. I don't give two shits. Della Bait. Hello, hello. Sorry, Della Bait. Right, right. That professional life's at a noin. Pronounced Reese's. 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 Help me machine, my kind. Your kind. Fell asleep at work. Too busy spinning on. That's why we call you Fafa Fuhai and Baba Babuhai. Baba I mean, what a voice on uh, Daniel Mendelssohn, and uh, I'm wow. so happy uh, Billy's writing new music because uh, there you go. That new, for, I think that song this is, is the, so beautiful. How dare beautiful. you? <laughs> uh, and let me say something. I think this is the first known song parody to Billy's new song, which is really amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, call the Guinness Book of Records, please. I also received a lot of mail from people on the concept of Farch. Which, uh, the guys, listen, I love the people who write on this show. We have a lot of heroes on this show. Some very, very funny people work here, as you know. Uh, you know the list of characters. But the, uh, I was in a meeting a couple of weeks ago with the guys. They were pitching me ideas and this idea of Howard, let's call March, Farch, and celebrate <laughs> farting. And I thought the idea was a dud. And uh, the listeners wrote in. Howard, I love the idea of Farch. I loved all of the music for Farch. I'm all for Farch. I said, the word Farch isn't even funny. This guy writes, Farch needs to happen. Howard, I'm begging you to do Farch. I think it stinks that you poo-pooed the idea. 
Uh, we'd make farts happen. Brilliant idea and endless possibilities for Sal and Richard. Well, the farter is waiting in the wings. I knew what farts meant the second Howard said it. And yeah. my immediate re- yeah, and my re- immediate reaction was a huge eye roll. I may be the only person in the world that doesn't think farts are funny. However, the name Farch is freaking hilarious. I was dying <laughs> listening to all the various promotional material you guys came up with for Farch. Uh, Howard, this is great. Please do it. Um, something about naming a month turns our fans on. Howard, you could have Farch Madness, a farting competition that coincides with the NCAA basketball tournament. All right. <laughs> Howard, maybe if you don't like Farch, what about Gapril? Gapril? It seems like a missed opportunity. Well, what does that got to do with farting? I suggested Manus. Howard, instead of Farch, how about Augas? Augas. I don't know. So there you go. What is this, Farch? Let me see. Something is bubbling. Lift a leg. Squeeze a cheek. Farch is coming. Wow. All right. Guy's still working on it. This march becomes Farch, a gathering of gas. A festival of flatulence. Something's in the air, and it smells like shit. Uh, listen to, well, they, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, let's go to Judy. Judy, you're on the air in Texas. By the way, Texas is uh, home to uh, my favorite, you know, I was thinking about my favorite guitar players, Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. I was thinking about him. Mike, isn't he the best? I mean, what technique and sound that guy gets. You know, people. Yes, I'm telling you. I think he's from Austin, isn't he? I believe you are correct. Excuse me. I believe you're right. But uh, Billy Gibbons, I mean, I've seen him play in concert. I've seen him. Jesus, let me me take a sip of water here. Clear my throat. Ah, ah, <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> well, I um, hate calling ah. for something so stupid, but uh, uh, I was calling to tell you it's a pizza place. My sister worked, and it was actually in the 70s when I was younger, and the boys peed in the dough, Yeah, and so... Well, you know, we I hear stories like that. I hear stories it, it, like that. It drives isn't me that nuts. Horrible, horrible, it's horrible, horrible to do that yeah, to another so human being. Not to eat the pizza. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Judy. Judy from Texas. Oh, oh, Billy Gibbons. Thank you, Judy. I'm going to throw up now. Yeah. Yeah. I worry yeah, about can't that. Eat pizza. People are hostile to other people. They blame other people for their problems. Yeah. That's why we do this show. Take your mind off of the real world. We, we do dumb Thank stuff you. like Thank farch. You. Oh. 
unfortunately, I come here and learn about the real world. I had this fantasy that everybody was nice. Well, because, uh, you know, you you lived a charmed life and you're somewhat naive. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you're on the air in West Virginia. Go ahead. Hey, hey now. Mega, hey now. mega dildos. Same. Uh, hey, screw Timmy, the dead cat's riding dead skull, and F. Jackie, all that good stuff. Nice. Uh, man, long-time listener since uh, high school, late 80s. Love you guys, man. Killing it still. Uh, Can you imagine on, yeah. that we've been on the air that long? The, man, uh, I used to play you guys on the, um, I had a little boombox radio, and I played on the school bus. Everybody would be cracking our ass up, man. Nice. Miss those days for sure. Yeah. Nothing but, better than uh, sitting I, on a school bus. <laughs> How do you miss those days? Anyway, Kevin, what can I do for you? Oh, uh, hey, by the way, speaking of fart stuff, hey, whatever happened to Mister Methane? Did you guys have like an anal fallout or something, or what happened? No, the guys in England. I try. You know, my biggest dream in life was to bring him to a Broadway theater and uh, and put on a show. Mister Methane, the world class farter. I mean, I've never seen a guy with an act like this. This guy used to lay down on the floor and put talcum powder on his ass and then blow like bubbles out of his <laughs> asshole. And I said, this guy would be huge on Broadway. And then I think there was a visa issue. Mr. Methane wasn't allowed really? in. And yeah, yeah, it was a whole crazy what did thing. What Mr. Methane do that he couldn't get a visa? I don't know. You, you know, you got to get work visas. You know, you got, I, I think I have that right. They right, didn't Gary? think that was work? <laughs> It's a know. long time ago, but 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. I think yeah. he, he just had trouble. But he he is in England, and he was always he only stopped by to see us when he was in town, which was rarely. He was a fabulous talent, Mister Methane. If you can ever, uh... oh, also I just realized a correction. ZZ Top formed in Houston, Texas, I believe. So I hope I'm I hope I'm right about that. Anyway, what can I do for you, Kevin? Um, by the way, just to add to that real quick, Billy Gibbons is the master of pinch harmonics um, on the guitar. But nevertheless, just real quick, talking about that annoying, um, you know, tags in the shirts deal. I got a polo, sh a bunch of polo shirts from Lacoste. And even more annoying than the, sh the tags in the back of the neck is the ones on the side of the shirt. Yes. Um, down like the, I could, I mean, these are like $80 polos. You end up cutting a tag out. You got a hole in it. Now you're at eighty bucks every time. These, I mean, it's the, this is fairly new now. They put a gigundo tag with washing instructions and this and that on the side of the shirt, and you have to cut them out. You can't. It, the thing irritates the skin, and you cut them out and you ruin the shirt. And I'm begging the manufacturers of these shirts: Would you stop it? Eighty dollar shirt, and and it's ruined. I, I, I would pay another twenty dollars just to have them not put the freaking tags in there, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. It's unbelievable. And you know what we should do? When we go to cut out these tags and we cut a hole in our shirt, we should send it back to the manufacturer. Send it back. Yeah. Demanding our money, say, listen, asshole, what do you think I'm gonna do? Live with a shirt where there's a tag rubbing into my skin every minute? You fuck. Uh you know. And you know what? Some of the shirts have like a dotted line to like guide you where to cut the tag. But it still leaves like an extra like eighth of an inch or a couple millimeters. Not still poking you in the neck or the side. Oh like, yeah, absolutely, you absolutely know? So, right. Yep, still poking. It's 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 an absolute crime. What man does to his fellow man. 
pissing in the dough in the pizza place and putting these tags on our shirts, reducing the shirt to an old shirt. Yes, Bill, in Maryland. Oh, hi, Howard. How are you, sir? Uh, uh, Long-time listener. Been listening since 1980. One, I'd like to say I'm sorry for your loss with your dad. And I have a annoying question for you. I get asked quite a bit if Howard Stern ever had his guitar signed by Paul McCartney. Um, so that's the question from the family today. Well, when Paul McCartney was on the show one time, he gave me a Paul McCartney bass that he signed. Is that it what you mean? I, it can't be that. Yeah, and I yeah. put it, I never did this before. I took it and I, I, in my office behind a little glass panel, I got the guitar there and I got a little photograph of Paul handing me the guitar. And I got to tell wow. you, I don't get uh, too worked up over any of this stuff. But I've had a lot of musicians give me guitars. And I have to tell you, over the years, I felt like a terrible fraud because these guys would give me guitars and I can't play the guitar. But I've been playing a late, lately a lot. I've, I've been trying to get better at you it. You have been playing a lot. Yes, I've been in fact, so much I've that my hand, my hand now hurts because I'm playing a lot and I'm trying to get better. I play music a lot. I think you play very well, actually. I've heard you quite a few times out. Oh, I don't play well, but thank you. I even was forced into a conversation with Fred Norris this weekend asking him about amplifiers so that I might plug oh. in. And uh, Fred was very gracious. He wrote me back with uh, several suggestions. Uh, of amplifiers that I might use. You know, a little practice amplifier, Rob. Yes, Nothing too yes. fancy. He's always up on the equipment. He's always up on the equipment. Fred is a very good guitar player. Fred can play anything. So there you go. Uh, there you go. There's the answer uh, to your question. Yeah. And Paul McCartney was very gracious. Finally, so many people wrote me about Ronnie and the thank you notes. There's a lot of hurt feelings. <laughs> Ronnie all worked up about it. Um, listeners are still filling my inbox with opinions on Ronnie's wedding and the really? thank you cards. Uh, you know, some people say we shouldn't have said anything to Ronnie. Just whatever Ronnie does is perfect and you can't say anything. He's very sensitive, very sensitive. And They didn't like that Ronnie was so upset. I'll read you some of the mail. I hope Ronnie doesn't get upset. Ronnie's wedding is like a pyramid scheme. If you pay a certain amount for a gift, you unlock certain privileges that other people can't get. <laughs> like a handwritten note. Robin got a handwritten oh, note. Uh, Ronnie is right. Yes, maybe he should have handwritten a thank you note. But it's equally low class to complain about someone's wedding accommodations at a radio show. So there you go. Right? A big oh. Ronnie fan. Okay. Uh, standardized thank you notes for a wedding gift are totally unacceptable. I can't believe that a guy who put Playboy mud flaps on his car could be so tacky. <laughs> uh, as soon as you guys mentioned Ronnie not sending personal thank you notes, I knew he would go into his over the top victim routine. He does it every time you question his behavior. Ronnie's always a martyr. Yeah, it was very difficult conversation, right, Robin? It was very difficult. It was. It was very difficult to be a part of <gasps> and mm -hmm. to listen to. It was only a matter of time before people complained about Ronnie's wedding. This is why weddings suck. People will always find something to make us think about. 
I'm totally with Ronnie on the thank you cards. They are way down on the priority list when wedding planning. What a bunch of whiny babies the show is. Grow up. <laughs> You'd think this was, uh, you know, the royal palace, the way we carry on about etiquette. <laughs> yeah. Good for Ronnie and Stephanie. <laughs> Give those jerks their money back. So rude of them. Ronnie is a thousand percent correct on the thank you notes. It sucks. He must defend himself this way. So a lot of fans love Ronnie and they 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 stand by him no matter what he does. Ronnie, way to defend yourself from your ass kissing coworkers. <laughs> Mike Perlman got in touch with Ronnie's friend, John Harris. He also didn't get a personalized thank you card. I would have thought he would have. I thought he would get a personalized thank you card. But really? No, no, no. Yeah, listen to this. Do you feel that your relationship you know, with Ronnie deserved a, a handwritten thank you? It's funny you say that, Mike, because when we got the card, I thought, oh, you know, am I? I was kind of expecting a handwritten card, but it, we did not get a handwritten card. And, I, you know, I got it. I understood it. But I do think rule of thumb, you should always write a handwritten card, even thank you notes. I mean, I, you know, it sometimes it takes a lot of time to do them and send them, but it's always worth it because I think people really appreciate it, at least maybe uh, for Ronnie to initial it. Um, we were happy to get the thank you note regardless, but it would have been nice to get a written card saying, hey, thanks for this and thanks for coming. But I know somewhere deep down in his heart, he thinks that. Ronnie, I love you. How you doing, pal? Are you okay? A, uh, he is such a bullshit artist. What do you mean? He called me that same day after he spoke to Perlman yeah. and told me just the opposite. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's a diplomat. <laughs> wow. How do you like that? He says one thing to Perlman and one thing to you, yeah. this guy. Yeah. 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 How you doing, pal? Are you calm down a little bit, or are you still worked up over the thank you no controversy? I'm fine. Yeah. And by the way, that that was written. Yeah, no, we know it's written, but it's not a, a, a personal note. No, handwritten. but she actually she wrote that and then had well, it printed. Yeah, I understand. And she that. and she did it herself. Wow. All right. Whatever. Well, there you go. Take it easy. No. And by the way, um, yes. I got. I did get a call from one somebody on staff that they wanted their money back, and I am. I did send oh the money my back. Goodness, really? They got a, and they uh, and they wanted interest with it. But then I'm not giving up. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, let me come clean here. I'm I shocked. believe it, it was Mike Trainer, but he was doing a bit. Uh, he was calling Ronnie as a phony phone call to get his money back. And, and he said to me, we can't play it on the air. It's too depressing. Ronnie was just oh. so hurt and sad. He goes, Mike, what happened oh, when you asked Ronnie? For oh, it's, on, it, it's on its way. By the way. Don't give me. I don't want the money back, Ronnie. Well, we were fucking do, with you. you, you I texted you, you and called and said it was a prank. I, I, felt so I bad. haven't looked at my phone really all week. You, you, from oh. ten seconds after the call, I, 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 oh. I, I we we aborted on this because <laughs> you were just so upset, and I feel bad. I don't want the money. I'm not. I do not want the money back. <laughs> well, frame it. What can I say? Oh wow. no! So you called Ron and you felt it was too depressing to. Uh, no, huh? I mean, it, it, so yeah, Ronnie, well, sent look. The, Ronnie sent back the $34 or, or what? I mean. <laughs> this was a Sal Governale initiative. Uh, right. I believe he recruited Chris Wilding first, but Ronnie wouldn't pick up on him. So it became, it became my job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Chris can't get his yeah. money back because uh, he couldn't get through to Ronnie. Well, listen. Yeah. Lot of hurt feelings. By the way, to put it to put it, let's put a, a period on the end of this discussion. Uh, Perlman called uh, etiquette expert Thomas P. Farley, aka Mister Manners, Mister Manners. Oh, and, I didn't and know there Mr. was Manners, a Mister Manners. There's a Mister Manners, and we said to set the record straight once and for all. Um, what's the proper etiquette after a wedding about thank you notes? And here it is: a thank you note, particularly for a gift that's given at a wedding, which typically involves a serious outlay of money on the part of the guest. A thank you note should not be generic. A thank you note should not look like it came off in an assembly line. It should actually be personalized. So you want to address the guests specifically by name. You want to share any kind of a special memory, perhaps a, a conversation the two of you may have had at the ceremony itself, if that happened. And then really important, you want to acknowledge specifically the gift that was given and in some way how you have been using it, how you have been enjoying it, how much you appreciate it. And if the gift was money, another another way you can do that is by saying thank you so much for your generous gift. Um, along with with gifts like yours and others, we were able to fill in the blank. Well, there's Mister Manners for whatever you want to uh, say. Now, uh, what happened with the conversation? <laughs> is that the end of it, or are you going to bring up more shit? Who? Are you talking Perlman. to Perlman? Oh, what's oh. up? No, nothing. They sent me in. I mean, listen, I, I, I can't picture Ronnie doing that, man. That sounds crazy. What that guy said. I, I mean, that looks like a, <laughs> a, you know, like Ronnie's gonna sit down and make a fucking personalized <laughs> note for every single person, talking about conversations he had at the wedding. Like, he's not doing that. I mean, in Roddy's defense, I gotta say, when I got that, I, I didn't give it a second thought. I mean, I was like, that's oh, nice that he sent that to us. Um, I can't see him doing that, man. Ronnie means well. Can't see Ronnie writing a personal note? No. What are you saying, Ronnie's like a caveman? He yeah. can't write? He can't. Why are you insulting a guy like he that? Can't. He can't. He's got to write a note. He's not like he you, can write a note. He's not going to write a note out and like send it out to everybody. He's going to sit down at his table and start fucking writing fuck I'm Mr. Lack of Manners. <laughs> <laughs> sit down with a quill. <laughs> Ronnie, uh, I don't know. You could write a note, right? I mean, what's this guy saying? Yeah, I could, here, I could write a note. Yeah, there you go. What would you write? I to can't me? draw a clock, but I can write a note. Ronnie, what would you write? What would you write to me if, like, based hey, on? Hey, listen, I, I don't even think I got a thank you note from one of your fifteen weddings I went to. Yes, Perlman. you did. Of course, you did. If you, if I, if you were to write me a personalized note, what would you write? I'm a, I, is to he, you he forget can't, about he can't it. Do a note. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Mike, <sighs> I know exactly what the note would say. And die. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Something like that. Dear Mike, Here's your $17 back, fuckface. <laughs> Ronnie, I'm getting this my money to you. Balls, you bald headed, bearded asshole. <laughs> wow. That's a beautiful. That would have been funny, actually. Very, Ronnie wrote. Very personal, right? <laughs> hey, well, Ronnie's always the angry guy. It would have been funny if Ronnie wrote notes saying, hey, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Never yeah. show up to my house again. It would have been very funny to go the opposite way, don't you think? Furthermore, oh, yeah. suck a bag of cocks. That's usually you how we. Sucker. That's usually how he signs, too. Like, I had a friend who went to the same barber as Ronnie, and there was a picture of Ronnie on the wall, and all he wrote was, fuck the barber. 
Ronnie, that was it. That's like, that's like that's, a sentiment, though. That's like a nice Ronnie, thing you got to admit, that would have been funny if you wrote yeah. in Ronnie's style. Like, you know how you, when you would stand yeah. in the halls and yell at Perlman and shit? You should have yeah. written him a note that said, you know, you fucking moron. It was, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't even good to see you. I hope you never show up I, I, I didn't write Shove a, note, a dumbbell so. up your ass and fuck your giant biceps, too. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> bagel thief. That's, That's what it yeah. could have started out as. Yeah. That's his way. Mike, exactly. Mike, when you called uh, uh, Mike Trainer, when you called yeah. Ronnie up for the phony phone call, and you said, "Hey, you know, dude, I need my money back." Um, how much interest did you ask for? On we asked for ten percent interest, and uh, oh. we were going to keep going. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, "Oh, I was drinking. I had a lot of bar tabs, and yeah. we also went yeah. to the sphere. It was pretty expensive." <laughs> oh wow! I was going to keep going, but he was so sad. Mm. I could tell the whole topic seemed to bum him out a little bit, so I, I <laughs> called it. That was brutal. you just said, "Forget it." All right. Well, listen. Yeah. I hope, Ronnie. I hope you're okay. I hope you. I'm you fine. Know, you, I'm fine. Uh, don't, I don't give you a still shit. Sound a little, between you and me, you still sound a little bit hurt or something, but... Uh, not me. I'm not the one. No. Oh, hey, hey, the little woman, huh? All mm -hmm. right. Well, all right. Well, let's hope she uh, feels better. And uh, All I of you hear, need to write an got, apology to her. I got to hear it from her. Oh, my Send God. a card. Which is worse. Which is oh, worse. Oh, yeah? Oh, boy. Well, you know, they say for better or worse, you got to yeah. be with your yeah. woman. That's it. All exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. I'll get it back to you, or I'll find some animal rescue in Vegas if you don't want it back. But I'm not. I'm not keeping the money, Ronnie. <laughs> well, you'll keep it. All right. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Ronnie, will keep it. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me remind everybody tomorrow. John Cena. Ronnie's a wrestling fan. He knows John yes. Cena. And uh, John Cena will be with us, and we'll sit there and we'll yep. talk about a bunch of stuff, and we'll have a lot more show. This and, will be uh, interesting right. because you very rarely know where the wrestlers come from. They just show up as their characters and they do their thing. You may know their moves or their special hold, but you never know where they are from, how they grew up, all that stuff. A lot of them are from another planet. And, I uh, think that'll so. That'll be revealed. That's <laughs> it. Anyway, so we're looking forward to that tomorrow and uh, that's it. Bye-bye. Uh,